Hello lads and ladies, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast with your hosts, JP and Ron. Back in the net, lads. Game week 25 is in the barrel, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why I got so excited. I thought I'd go with a real oomph start to the show this week. My name is Rob. Welcome to the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast. Super excited to have you guys along for the ride in what is sure to be an extra special episode. Not only are myself and JP going to be rounding up game week 25 from the old Premier League. The highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the top, the bottom. Uh, Just like we always do, the main event. The, the difference maker, the moist maker in this week's episode is that we've got some friends along to take part in our first ever fantasy NFL style Premier League draft. Uh, JP, are you excited? The moist maker and friends. I like what you did then. Mm, you're welcome. I've got to be honest, people are, must really like this MBO voice to be listening to this as well as uh, as the the sister uh, to this uh, to this shambles uh, all in the same day. Mate, mate, you're assuming people listen to this podcast. <laughs> fair, yeah, fair. <laughs> the only problem is, the only people that listen, like the seven people that listen to this podcast, we've got on the show this week. So. Yeah, but again, you know, they're going to have the five minutes of fame and they're going to be listening over and over again. So I'm, I've got high hopes for this one. That this is going to be the biggest uh, one yet. Uh, my hit double figures. We might hit double figures. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Right. OK, so but before we get to the main event, uh, we've got to get round a little bit the old uh, the old game week. So should we have a little chat about what happened this weekend just gone uh, in the old Premier League? I think we need to. And I think we should intersperse a bit of the Fantasy Premier League because after our high from last week, we've both come crashing down to earth, haven't we? So. Yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for Jared Bowen, mate, I'd be in single figures this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, one chat about it then. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Right then, where do you want to start? We might as well start with the early kickoff. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Right then. Uh, okay, let's uh, let, let's talk it through then. Um, go on then. What 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 do you want to talk about first, my friend? Um, United need a world class striker, don't they? Um, uh, it's it's like it's, they've almost not got one, isn't it? Um, I, I don't know what's going on, but they're creating chances and. I don't know. There's something not right with the with the kind of the, the the back room in that club. It's not it's not a happy place to be at the moment. No, it's it's not. And we could probably bottom out both the United games, the Southampton and the Brighton game. Um, Brighton, uh, uh, who who we played last night, um, uh, Tuesday night. Sorry, it's Wednesday recorded. Um, yep. Are a better team than Southampton and probably deserved one if not three points out of the game. United were abysmal again. Um, I'm getting all, I'm getting sick of watching them. It's the same shit. We can, I told you, didn't I? I told you in the Southampton game, we're going to draw 1-1. We'll go one up, then yep. we'll concede a stupid equaliser, and then we won't be able to... Th- there's no character. That, that It seems there's no synergy, there's no character. Um, you, you could... The writing was on the wall with the Southampton game. There just there was... We started well, but there was just no oomph, no get up and go, no vigour, and... Yeah, it was just it, it was just it was just a plod and Southampton to be first them got back in the game and and looked good for a point. Um yeah. and and like, like I said the Tuesday night game Brighton were probably even better than Southampton were. Um we did have some chances. Sanchez made some very good saves, but 
you know, De Gea had to make three saves himself. Um, there was one that didn't get the credit it deserved, I didn't think, um, from uh, the new lad that they've got. Uh, what's his name? The striker. Uh, is he German? The Brighton player. I can't see. Is it? I, I'm a bit useless on the Tuesday one because I've not really seen let a great me, deal from um, it. Let me just uh, let me just try and load it up. Sorry, very unprofessional of us. What, what I will say though, going back to Sanchez making a few saves, Forrester definitely made a few decent saves after us. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I dismissed him a little bit, didn't I, as a bit of a doorman? But, um, yeah. but yeah, he's, yeah, he's found a bit of consistency and he's hopefully got over his injury wars. And you never know, he might make a late push for England contention. Well, there's the opportunity. Henderson's not going to get a sniff because he's nowhere near. Um, Pickford's not in any kind of form, but I think he'll get there on merit. Pope's got to go for me. Um, yeah, and that then, third place, you know, that I think third place, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one other note that I want to make is I've noticed this for the last few weeks. If De Gea's got the ball at his feet in open play, and anyone puts any sort of pressure on him, he buckles and he kicks it to the striker. He's done yeah. it on three or four occasions in the last two games, and. Yeah, I, I don't understand how a world-class keeper or a supposed world-class keeper can. Uh, I think I, I think there's two sides to that to that argument. The first is that De Gea has never been good at, with his distribution. No, his distribution's fine, but he's not good under pressure. So hmm. he, he, he's he's never he's never liked having someone down his throat. So if someone if you press him, then he'll he'll he'll, he'll, he'll force a mistake. The other side of the argument is that we frankly have been terrible at beating the press. So there there is potentially, and, you know, I don't know the inner workings of Man United, but potentially Ranić's telling him to do that because we're not beating the press. And <laughs> what you it, should do is kick it to the striker. Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't give it to Maguire. Don't give it to Maguire. Yeah, I think um, that's fair. That's more likely, isn't it? Yeah, because we're not. We're not. We're making silly mistakes. We we, we don't. Uh, the fullbacks seem to go too wide. They don't make themselves available. Um, Maguire, if the, if the ball goes to Maguire, he, he seems to dither on it. He's short on confidence. I've got a feeling it, it might be. It's probably, uh, you know, six, one, half a dozen of the other. You know, De Gea doesn't like being pressured. And that's probably what keeps him out of that upper echelon of keepers. Yeah. Um, but equally, I think there is probably some tactic to it as well. But that being said, he pulled, and it's uh, Modder, Polish lad that they've bought, um, who had a very okay. good game for Brighton. Um, he, he, he had a header that De Gea just, clawed from behind it was Schmeichel-esque it was a brilliant save um and he, he makes saves that other keepers can't make frankly he does but, yeah but, he, he likes that one that he pulls from behind him he, he did it against that, Burnley that, that, that one from uh, Veghorst uh, it was yeah. it was past him and he managed to claw it back it, yeah. yeah yeah super agile but yeah like I said probably kept out of that upper echelon because of the fact that he's not great at command in his area and um and, and he buckles a bit yeah. under pressure it's for observation but at least Man United picked up three points yeah four um, points from the two uh draw specialists in the league yeah, absolutely. But that being said, um, from a fantasy football perspective, uh, not the best. I think a few people will have brought in um, uh, certain Man United players expecting uh, to take advantage of the double game week um, at the Southampton game. It's probably looking like a terrible decision. But Bruno and Ronaldo both got a goal um, yeah. against Brighton, which probably might have salvaged that move, uh, especially if you had to take a minus four to get them in. Uh, let's get... Let's Sancho, Sancho seems to have hit a bit of form, doesn't he? He's started yeah, yeah, he does. He does. But he was going from a low starting point, to be honest. He was he was Fair. crap. 
Um, but he, he is showing a few signs of, of being a player. So fingers crossed that will carry on. Uh, and especially because Rashford doesn't look in great form as well. So it looks like it, it, that it's Rashford that's giving way to Alanga when he's trying to blood Alanga in a little bit. So that's keeping Sancho consistent, of course, because of the Greenwood situation. There's no one really else to put in. So Sancho might get a good run of games. And I think that's what the lad needs. So long may that continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's oh, not a lot to say about Brentford, but it was really good to see um, Ericsson. Yeah, brilliant. Before the, brilliant before the game. Brilliant. Fair play to Brentford for taking a punt on him as well. He played a friendly, didn't he? Uh, did he? Have, yeah, I, I think know. so. Or an under-21s game. I can't right. remember what it was. He's, 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 he's played something. So he he needs match like, fitness, doesn't he, now? He, he does. But, God, what a player he could be. I mean, it, he, everyone's forgotten about him. But he's him. a next season. I mean, I don't know he signed a six-month yeah. contract, but he's a next season player. He's not. I don't think he's going to make an impact this season, and hmm. that's really what Brentford need. He's um, a baller, though. He's a baller. He is. He is. But three wins in 17, is he going to come straight in and, you know, boss no. it to, nah, you know, in a relegation no. fight? Um, it won't hurt them, is the point I'm making. Yeah. I, I, it's a, you know, morale-wise, it's brilliant. And, and just for football in general, I think it's fantastic to see him mm. back. Yeah. Um, and, and a hard-fought point for for, uh, for Brentford on, uh, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Well, Palace didn't do anything until the last 10 minutes. And VAR didn't have a good week either. Um, there was a clear on ball early doors from um, from. Gay, I think he's called. Um, yeah. And it wasn't a push. It was a handball. It was a penalty all day. And how, how that's not a clear and obvious error is, is completely beyond me. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, very important game at the bottom of the table. We talked about it last week. We said Massive. it was going to be pivotal. Yeah. Um, and Everton have come up trumps. And you know what? They looked good. They looked better than they have done in recent yeah, weeks. Yeah, they did. Leads had chances, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anthony Gordon, I mean, what a prospect he was yeah. everywhere yeah he's he, um, he, he's a really honest player and he is, is the yeah. impression i get of him from watching quite a bit of everton with sammy um i've liked him he broke in the team last season um a little bit and and, and he's been playing sporadically since and i like him i like him a lot and i think he offers something um he's like the hometown that, hero as well isn't he that you know fans can put the hat on I, I, th- I think i think it's just that i think i think it's that it's that he's come through uh, youth. He, um, he, he's like I said, he's honest. He's hard working. He puts himself about. He doesn't shy away. He, he, he gets about the pitch, like you said. And there's a lot of passengers in that Everton squad, and he's not one. So it doesn't matter yeah. raw ability or not, which he has got a lot of raw ability, and I think he's a really good player. But I think the important thing is that he's someone who will stand up and be counted, and that Everton fans, Gladys Street End, could start singing about him yeah, because agreed. I think I think they, Everton have too many players that let him down. The, yeah, the, I, th- I think um, it was um, proper. I think it was proper hit home. Like there was a point in the second half where he went into a fifty-fifty, and then it broke, and then he was up, and then he went straight into another one. Yeah. And yeah. you know, like you say, it's that kind of heart rather than talent. Yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. Um, and then, as we said, uh, Watford doomed, aren't they? Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the funniest thing is that uh, there were so many pictures of Roy looking like an owl and looking totally <laughs> lost. Um, he always looks lost, though. And have you noticed? Yeah. He's, he's not aged in 25 <laughs> years, has he? Yeah. No, 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 no. What I mean is he's looked that bad since 2000. Yeah, fair. But I, I don't know. I saw the match of the day interview and he looked like he'd escaped from a car room. I mean, he's about... He's <laughs> about looking for you, mate. <laughs> he's about 105, isn't he? Like, he is. He is. But um, what he has done, he showed them up, but he's just made them boring as fuck to watch. They're yeah. not even scoring goals anymore, so... You know, you talk you talk about um, Dennis and King being picks because they're cheap and they were scoring goals. Yeah. Nah, time to bin them, I think. 
No. Uh, only thing that uh, I wanted to uh, to shout out is um, it would be lovely to see uh, Tarek Lamptey get a bit of a run of games for Brighton. Um, he got an assist in the Watford yeah. game and he came off the bench against United and he looked handy. And what do you mean, right, right back, Tarek? Right Lamptey. back, Tarek Lamptey. I know, I said he was a left back, whatever. Thanks, thanks for letting that slide, JP. Um, uh, no, I, I think he looks really handy, and I know that he was a hot prospect too. He came from Chelsea, didn't he? Didn't he buy out his contract or ran his contract down and, and, and took a lower pay or whatever it was? Um, I'm not sure. I just know he's a right back. All right, all right, dickhead. Um, and uh, and yeah, he looked really handy, and I think he's he's, an, he's another yeah, one. No, but... he's, he's he's a prospect, isn't he? Definitely. Fantasy football or real life, I think he's good. I yeah, think he agreed. just needs to get a run of games. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so that he was... had a serious injury, didn't he, last season? Mm. And he he was flying then, and then he had six months out. And he struggled yeah. to get back in, hasn't he? But yeah, anyway, um, it'd be good to see him playing a bit more. I thought he looked really good against United, and of course, um, he got some points for anyone who's got him in the fantasy football yeah. team. Uh, but Watford are down, 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 down. Right. Speaking about someone else who, uh, it's hard to say they're down because they were playing City, but. Um, City didn't even get out of second gear, did they? They didn't even get a first team out. They had a second team out. It mm-hmm. was it was it was really frustrating from a fantasy footy perspective. I was um, I was about to say I was about to say everyone who's got uh, Cancelo didn't play. Um, De Bruyne did, didn't oh, play. Di- Diaz did play. De Bruyne didn't play. Laporte didn't play, did he? Uh, I'm not sure. Was it Ake and Diaz? Yes, it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Sterling. I, it's one of them with Sterling. He's he's a, he's a patchy player. Um, I've, I've sworn by him over the last couple of years. Um, he's been well off it this last season. Mm. But perfect hat trick. It might just do do enough to get him moving again. Yeah, possibly. But again, he's it's he's expensive, roulette. isn't he? He's expensive and it's pep roulette. And and he the problem is that there's a lot of talent in those positions, especially since yeah. he signed Grealish. And um, Bernardo Silva's probably having the season of his life. Um, Mares has always got something about him and, and Grealish, they want him to do well. So they're going to keep giving him chances, even if he's not really performing. And um, and yeah, so I just, he, he's never going to play 38 games, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, um, but but City, yeah, City, City just countered that one. I mean, they, they, they will do anyway, but yeah, it just looked so easy at times. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams, I think with City and you get it with Liverpool as well. They, they bend over before the game's even kicked off. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's understandable. It's like it's not a disrespect thing to that team. You know, they can they can embarrass. I mean, look at look at what um, City did to sport in Lisbon in the Champions League on Tuesday night. You know what I mean? Supposedly, yeah. you know, Portugal's best representation. And it's not like it's a I mean, it's not a Farmers League, Liga Nos. You know what I mean? It's not Liga Nos anymore. But you know what I mean? It's, it's not Portuguese League's not a Farmers League. But there's some decent teams, decent players playing in there, but they made them look like schoolboys. And yeah. City can do that on the day to anyone. So um, I'm not saying that that result damns Norwich, but mm, could have done without maybe shipping four for the old goal difference. Yeah. Liverpool next. Liverpool next. Yeah, it's a tough couple of weeks from. They just need to come through it unscathed. No injuries. Hopefully not getting people's egos bruised too much. I think that's what a 4-0 home defeat will do to you, get your fans down a little bit. They need to have some reality that these are the best two teams in the world probably in the last decade. Yep. Um, so. I'll be honest, I hope it does. I hope they're all, you know, the morale is shattered. Well, you absolutely will need that because, of course, uh, your lot didn't do anything on Sunday to upset the apple cart against Liverpool. Although, they didn't, although they, didn't, they, play, they, they were good. They, they played pretty well, didn't they? They played pretty well. But you've been saying that all season. It's not converting to points. No, no. And, and that's it. The, ultimately, the next four define the season. If they don't pick up a decent amount of points from those, I mean, you know, we need to 
basically win eight games between now and the end of the season with one one in 20. So we're pretty much fucked. But the next four will define what happens because we've got two doubles. So if yeah. we can get some real points out of those, then we stand a chance. Otherwise, it's good night, Vienna. Done. Yeah, absolutely. And well, they were good. You know, they should take positives out of the second half of United and the full Liverpool game because we didn't do what Norwich did. We we stood towards the with Liverpool and we pressed uh, the, the full-backs back and it made a massive difference. And, you know, not a lot of teams will do that against them because Trent and Robertson normally just run amok. And yep. we didn't let them do that. They still won the game, obviously, and, and that's the frustration. But, yeah, you know, you've got to take confidence from it. So. It's, diff- it's difficult, isn't it? Because you look at it two ways. 1-0 at home to Liverpool with some of the things that they can do to other teams and some of the results they put on the board is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. But apart from, you know, the goal difference question losing 1-0 to Liverpool losing 7-0 to Liverpool is still not yeah. getting any points on the board is it so um it's difficult you just don't want them to get their heads down but Burnley do like they've got something about them it's just a shame that Newcastle are so good now you know with the extra players and yeah they, they've got an unfair advantage yeah um yeah going on to Newcastle I, I think there was another questionable VAR one uh, with Watkins offside mm-hmm. it was very, very tight, wasn't it? Yeah. Again. Um, and Trippier, uh, he's going to be a big loss for them. Um, Massive I, loss. I, I had put a note on there that it was tainting my feelings for him because obviously with him being a Burnley legend and yeah. him kind of keeping Newcastle up, um, it was starting to taint that a little bit. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to see him get injured because uh, he's a, you know, he's, he's one of my favourite players, if I'm mm-hmm. honest. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased as well. Yeah, secretly, and you know what? He was he was rallying him. You could he's a leader. He's experienced. He is. He's got, yeah, they're giving captain time band, aren't they? Yep, yeah, international pedigree, um, uh, international reputation as well. You know, uh, plenty of caps for England, yeah. and, and and he's won a La Liga. So you can't downplay the the value yeah. of that. And he was showing that he was a cut above the rest, even in those. Dead ball was, was as it? well. Dead oh, ball yeah. delivery is yeah. just incredible. Incredible, especially when you've got a team like Newcastle. There's some big, strong lads in there, and they can they can yeah. cause some problems. So if you've got someone who can whip a ball in, um, who's not John Joe Shelby, then you can really make a difference, can't you? Uh, Agreed. He, yeah. he, he can piss off. Um, but yeah, I think yeah they're gonna miss him. They're gonna miss him a lot. Mm, they've still got a lot of good players to come in, but he was their best signing for me. And so yeah, they're gonna. Oh, I totally agree. Um, yeah, totally but agree. but they did pick up three points against a very very good Villa side, probably the form team, one of the form teams in the league yeah. outside of the the top two. Uh, so well done to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Spurs were very Spursy, weren't they? <laughs> Spurs are so shit. The second half was particularly shit. Yeah, Spurs are useless. Like, oh, I'm, I can't wait to give Nick Finney some grief about this on the next segment. Um, oh, they're just rubbish. They're just, yeah. I mean, Wolves are a decent team, but we've said a couple of times they're having a bit of a nothing season. Um, they, they're really hard to break down, though. So you, know, are, you think about uh, Saar and uh, and then a couple of the defenders. They're probably worth a punt for fantasy football because they've they've conceded. Well, they concede. They're a bit Burnley esque. They concede a lot of shots, but. And the keeper gets a, quite a lot of save bonuses. But yeah. the keeping clean sheets, I think he's got like nine. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, they've got that sort of Burnley-esque mentality about them. So defence yeah. and, and the keeper is probably a good shout for fantasy footy. It's, a really, it's, a, it's, a, really, it's a really good point. Saar made seven saves in that game yeah. and kept a clean sheet. So that's m- multiple bonuses. And he, got, and he got two points on the bonus system. So, yeah, yeah it did really, really well. Um, but yeah, Spurs are crap um 
And, and to your point, diff- Wolves are difficult to break down. And sometimes I look at Man United and their inability to break down teams and I think, oh God, it's, it's depressing. But then I look at Spurs and I think, oh, it could be worse. <laughs> there was a point where, where Harry Kane went in for like a diving header and it came off back of Colin Cordy's head. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, it's not going to be my day again. <laughs> yeah, again, it's not, been your, it's not been your season, mate. How many Premier League goals has he got this season? It's not a lot, is it? Uh, three or four, for him, it's, it's terrible returns. Uh, so, and that brings us on to probably the last game to talk about of the game week. Uh, a 2-2 draw, a hard-fought draw between uh, Leeds, Leicester and West Ham. Uh, Bowen again. Bowen again. You've got to have him in your team at the minute. I can't I get him in. I can't no. get him in. It's really annoying me. No, I think I, I think I think you've got to. He's, he's the one that's consistently goals, assists. He's getting the bonus points. Yep. He's doing really well. Uh, big big news coming out of Leicester as well. Uh, Tielemans scored um, uh, back back amongst it. Looks to be playing a little bit uh, uh, more creatively. Um, he's going apparently. He's not going to renew his contract. Is it? Yeah, right. he's up for grabs. Don't know where. I think Man U. I, I think he's got top four. Yeah, he's definitely top four material. He'd walk. I mean, Leicester he'd are walk technically top four, aren't they? He'd walk, in, he'd walk into the United's team. He's better than anything we've got in that midfield, apart from Bruno. But he, but yeah, a different I really type of player. Him. Yeah, he I, is. He is. I think he's absolutely quality. Can I call it some more VAR bullshit, though, from that game? Yeah, go on. Greg Dawson's handball, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's a goal in the 95th minute. It's clearly come off the top of his arm. It's handball. Yeah. You know, they were arguing about it on Scout on Sky Sports, and Sooness were saying one thing, and I think it was Carragher saying another, and... It's irrelevant. It's, it's handball. Just fear is meant to clear up this sort of shit. Just I think do your I, job. I think the thing for me is that it it's difficult because the rules seem to change so often. Oh, the line on his shirt. You can see the the line on his shirt with no. It's it's his fucking hand. Is it? Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. It is. So it yeah. Is so VAR is shit three times this weekend. So. Maybe although I might make a comeback at some point. Although uh, I finally feel somewhat vindicated in that United got a reprieve through VAR for Lewis Dunk sending off last night against Brighton, um, which uh, uh, originally was not uh, given as a as a send as a sending off. He was booked last man, and then VAR right. got involved um, and decided to to overturn it and send him off, which which is great because I don't think we'd have beaten with eleven men. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'll be honest, we barely beat him with ten, so it wasn't it wasn't ideal. But it, it was it was a sending off. Uh, the only thing that I would say is uh, Man United players not covering themselves in any kind of glory. It's come out this morning that the club's been fined for the way they protested to the referee when he initially handed out the yellow card. And I'll be dead honest, it was fucking embarrassing. Really, um, I say oh, I'm not really saying it, yeah. but you know we round him we in sort of half an hour to go. It's, it's quite a long time to sit at Old Trafford, isn't it? We well, is is the thing they didn't sit, and that's a reflection of our. And I, I don't I don't want to dwell on United. We've got so much exciting, fun stuff to get to in this show this week. But it was just classic United. Um, we didn't know what to do. You know, if, if right. you look if, if you look at what the top teams do, if someone goes down to ten men. I mean, it's not rocket science. You know what I mean? I'm I know nothing about football management uh, and you know like and coaching, but even I know that you know you stretch a team, you drag them from side to side, you put yeah, the ball left to right, move the ball yeah. left to right, left to right, left to right, and when they come out of shape, that's when you you, you find the pockets. Yeah. And we just didn't. They had more of the ball. The possession stayed around fifty fifty. All the way through, and in the last five minutes, ten minutes of the game, they were the ones pressing for for an equaliser. It was it was pretty shocking. We scored um, on the break in the 94th minute. 
and 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 we're lucky with that to be honest. Although Bruno, it was a nice watch. Watch, watch the finish from Bruno. He dummied the keeper and sold him, and he fell over, and nice. then he, he put it in. It was pretty nice. But um, and Ronaldo's goal was good too. But yeah, no United, United is shit. Um, and that, my friend, is a 25-minute whistle-stop tour of game week 25. Are we to make our way over to this draft? Because I'm dead excited. I am dead excited. Let's go and get the lads on. And uh, we'll introduce it. We'll tell you all about the rules. If you not live, you don't know what we're on about. We'll do all that. We'll get to know some pals. And we'll have our first ever Football Pundit Imposter Fantasy Premier League draft. Exciting. Right then, the moment is here. I am super excited. JP, are you excited? Uh, I can't wait. I'm really excited. So, for anyone who doesn't know, um, anyone who's listened to this podcast, clearly because your friend or significant other is on it, and therefore... They're all here, let's be honest. They're, yeah, they're, they're all yeah, they're, yeah, they're all here. There's, there's no one's going to listen to this. But anyway, the point is that uh, last week on the back of the Super Bowl, JP and I decided uh, on a whim, what would it be like if the Premier League had a draft where players could be distributed evenly uh, and therefore wouldn't be quite as an unfair list of squads... Uh, in the league and then we thought well yeah we can do that because we've got a podcast so we got some of our nearest and dearest together and we've decided uh to have a go at our own draft we've got well we thought that there would be eight of us uh one is running late so we'll see if he gets himself on before it's too late to start picking teams um but we're gonna go for it we're gonna we're gonna do a round table we're gonna do a we've got a quick fire question from uh jack penfold in that right jp it certainly is. I've not listened to it yet. And knowing Jack, as we all do, um, it, it'll be all. Awesome. I hope, A, there's a question here, and B, yep. that it's got an answer as well. Um, yep. But I've already shown you guys that it's. I haven't read it yet, so it's going to yep. be a surprise to me as well. Yeah, you've shown me about five times. It's like it's like I would question your honour. I absolutely would not. But we're going to take our time. We're going to have fun with it. So here it is, is a little fun one to start with, JP. Put the lads on the spot. Uh, let's get to know everyone. We've, we've got some people in this group chat that don't know each other for the first time. Uh, who are chatting for the first time on the podcast. So let's learn a bit about each other. It's a bit so like blind day, isn't it? It's, ju- it's just like it's one of those. It's like those awkward icebreakers you have on work teams chats. So are you all ready and excited for this? What's your here's, name and where do you come from? Is is what I want to know. So two questions, lads. I'm going to come round the table and I just want to know who's the best player you've ever seen live, and what's the best match you've ever been to. All right. So, I'll, I'll, me and JP will go first to give you guys a little bit of thinking time, and then I'll come round the room so you can all say hello, introduce yourself, and tell us a little bit about your football background. So, I'll start. Oh, JP, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Um, the, the best footballer I've ever seen live, I mean, it was Tuesday night last week, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, he's not in the peak of his powers, I guess, but, no. um, but he's still the best player I've seen live. Yeah. If it was in the peak of his powers, I would have said Alexis Sanchez a few years ago when he would play for Arsenal. Before he went to United, he was a ball. <laughs> Before he went to United, he got shit. Yeah. Um, uh, about... Best game I've ever been to. Playoff final 2009. Best day out ever. Yeah. Excellent. And Burnley won against Sheffield United. So that was, uh, yeah, the Premier League dream started. Cherry on the icing on the cake. Right, so I'm going to come next to our illustrious league leader. What a coup this is to have him on the podcast today. Are, are, you, not, are you not having a go? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, uh, so mine... Sorry, Lewis, I thought you were... I was Can we point out you're not the league leader, Rob, just in case... That oh, yeah, yeah. Them, just... <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's just right. be clear on that. Yeah, let's introduce the league leader, me. Uh, so, yeah, so mine, before we come to you, Lewis, I'll rattle through it. Ronaldo is the best player. I've seen Messi play. 
at the new camp as well. But yeah, Ronaldo. Oh, controversial. I've I've, I've got I've got to pick him. I'm a Man United fan, and the best yeah, game I've I've ever seen live. And we've got someone else on the podcast there who's there with me, so we'll see if he agrees or if he's got a better one. Was Man United against Olympiacos in the Champions League? Uh, we were two 0 down. We nearly didn't go. It was the David Moyes era, so we pretty much become accustomed to failure. So being two 0 down in the second leg of a Champions League knockout probably leads you to believe that you're not going to be going anywhere um <laughs> but a robin van percy hat trick soon put that straight and i've never heard old trafford as loud it was absolutely moistening it was incredible really enjoyed it and of course matty was there with me as well weren't you matt i certainly was mate thoroughly enjoyed it uh, and we'll come back to you to see if you agree in just a moment but i've been leaving lewis hanging for a long time so the Ooh. leader of the what the fantasy fart like podcast league uh the football pundit imposter podcast league as well matty had 60 teams He's out in front at the moment. Mr. Lewis Lawson, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. It's good to be on. Feel no. famous. Thank you. Thank, um, you. Thank you for joining. Go on, hit us with the best play you've ever seen live. Well, you see, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> you've got to start I always, I can back to when I was a kid, but I'm only young, but I saw Chris Waddle play at Hillsborough. So mm. for me, watching Chrissy Waddle tearing up Hillsborough, would always always brings me joy. I remember him to this day just being absolutely incredible. But again, you know, years and years have gone by. I don't know. It might not have been as good as that, but I'm pretty sure he was. Also, See, the funny not, thing I, is, Lewis. Just, you know. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, Lewis. He, he managed Burnley in in the late 90s, and I saw him play as well when he was 40, and he very out of shape. So I saw the other end of Chris Waddle, which wasn't quite as pretty. <laughs> when, when when did you see the other end of Chris Waddle? That was a bit personal, isn't it? The other end. Well, you know, uh, he, he, a couple of nights at Red Burnley. Anyway, let's move on quickly. <laughs> and, and, uh, the best, and the best game you've ever been to. Go best game then. And again, it's, it were it were meaningless in relation to what actually what actually happened at end of it. But for me, just watching Sheffield Wednesday beat Arsenal at home in 2015, 3-0, with Sammy Hutchinson, Lucas Zhao, Ross Wallace goal, being there on the cop, watching Hillsborough absolutely bounce was to, to this day is giving me goosebumps even now. Uh, thinking about it, so I know it didn't mean much. We didn't go very far in, in the tournament, but that night was incredible. So just yeah, don't know why something about that night for me. Good, good shout, absolutely. Um, and the fact that Hillsborough was rocking and didn't fall down is probably a win in itself. But there you some, go. somebody else who would, have, who would have enjoyed that story, because he certainly would have enjoyed watching Arsenal lose. Mr Nick Finney's back with us. Hello. Or is it? Took a while getting off mute there, Nick. Get your team back in. <laughs> Um, well, we all know who you are because we can't get you off the podcast. Um, but why don't you tell everybody your favourite play you've ever seen, best play you've ever seen live, and of course, the best game you've ever been to? Well, I have to say, the best player I've seen live, and I would agree with Lewis to a certain degree because I loved Chris Waddle back when he was playing for Spurs in the late 80s. He was magnificent. While the season, he, I think he won Football of the Year just before he pissed off to Marseille. Um, but the best player I've seen live was Messi when he came to play Spurs at Wembley in the Champions League. It was, I just, I think most of the crowd just watched him and it, uh, no one else really. But then you didn't need to watch anyone else because he had the ball all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it just, every to, every time he passed the ball to someone, they just gave it back to him as if to say, no, you, yeah. you do it, mate, you deal with it. Um, yeah. And the best game, again, at Wembley, Spurs v Arsenal, 1991 Cup semi-final where Gaza scored that free kick. Oh, and you were there. You were there. I was there, yeah. Love it. Love awesome. it. I was, wow. I was, I, I was Love five. I was, I, So thank you, Nick. Pleasure to have you back on the show. Uh, let's, uh, let's go up north then. Uh, let's go back to my, my good friend, my oldest friend, 
Uh, not a fantasy football fan, nonetheless. He's not part of the league. We've got an outsider perspective to see if fantasy relates to reality. Mr. Matty Little's with us. You're right, my brother. I am good, mate. Thank you. Um, so my the best player I, I've probably seen um, live is, although not at the peak of his powers, um, as JP kind of touched on before, I would still probably say Ronaldo. Although, as you mentioned before, Robert, we went to the new camp for... Uh, Rumley stag do Messi was in the peak of his powers so it's kind of like a bit controversial but I'd probably go for yeah I'd probably go for Ronaldo um and oh, then the United be- fans it's like it's loyal it's loyalty it is loyalty I'm afraid um but the best game yeah Rob, Rob hit the nail on the head before the 3-0 Olympiacos game um you know seeing Van Persie score that free kick and he was a dream signing for me um, for United it was just one of those it was like you were playing footy manager when we signed Van Persie it was you oh, know, what amazing. a signing that was I yeah. know and to, and to see him score that hat trick uh, that meant so much and kind of led us to a bit of a false dawn because we got knocked out the next round <laughs> <laughs> but, um, humbled yeah, by Bayern Munich exactly but yeah but no, it basically won you the league though that signing didn't it well, yeah, it, did. it really did it really did wrestled it back off City yeah Excellent, excellent, excellent. And then uh, a certain Geordie legend is also on the call. Mr. Neil Marshall, are you there? I thought that's where you were going when you said you were going up north. Yeah, I thought, how far north were you going? Um... <laughs> so, so, sorry, Neil. Not north enough for your likings. Not hit the top. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to, when you're talking there, I'm realising like how many, the lack of games I've actually been to um, <laughs> as a fan. I worked at Newcastle for a season, so I saw every game that season. And uh, the company I work for now had a box there for a season as well. So probably the the best game I've seen in recent memory, but it's bittersweet. My brother's a Liverpool supporter, so I went to, would it have been 2015, we beat them 2-0. So I went last minute, I kind of got the bus up just before kickoff. Um, and was sat on the box at the halfway line, so it was very good uh, reading all the text messages off my brother during that game, or lack of them. Mm-hmm. The, bit of, the bit of sweet part was we got relegated that season, I think, so probably wasn't the best, and we didn't uh, renew the box for the season after. <laughs> um, best player, uh, would, I, would I be able to come off this call without saying the best player I've seen live is Alan Shearer? You know, could just do everything. Wish he was still playing. <laughs> you'd, 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 you'd be all right if he's had Shearer up top, wouldn't you? He's got more chance even, to score yeah, than Chris Wood. Even, even at the age he is now, I would rather have him in the team. Than Chris Wood. Yeah, yeah. I did think we were going to sign him at one point in January, just when we're going for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we've had uh, we've had a certain Mr. John Cross join the call a little bit late. Uh, JC, did you not get the memo? You told me 25 past nine. No, oh, absolute, yeah. absolute nonsense. I'm not, I'm <laughs> no, not sorry, Jim. Uh, now, listen, listen, we've already started. We're flowing with it. And we're asking people. We're just doing a little bit of a get to know you. So, John, of course, is the pretender to Lewis's throne in the old fantasy football league. He's second and he's, he's closing in on him. Um, he's, uh, he's very close to taking him over. But we want to know a bit more about you, John. So what we've been asking everybody is who's the best footballer you've ever seen live, not to put you on the spot. And what's the best game you've ever been to? Oh, well, as a serial armchair football fan, uh, this list is not going to be very, uh, very extensive, <laughs> if I'm honest. So I'll start with the, the best game I've ever been to it has to be I'm from Chesterfield. So it was the 97 Chesterfield versus Middlesbrough FA Cup uh, semi-final first leg. 
at Old Trafford. That has to be was, by far. Was that the Sean Dyche penalty? Yeah, it was the. It was the. What was he? Again, this is going back now. Is it Hewitt equaliser in like the whatever minute it was? It was. It was intense that game. So no, that was the best game I've ever been to. Uh, live footballs. It's going to be Tottenham team. So sorry about this, guys, but. I think it's probably so you've got to... Nick Finney on side already. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick, if Nick, Nick, you're on the call. Then me and you need to stick together for this part because it's not looking good this season, is it? So I love you already, mate. <laughs> are, 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 you, are you sure, lads? Because I, I kind of thought Nick Finney might have been crying into his false teeth then, because uh, John is a Spurs fan, but the best game he's ever been to was not a Spurs match. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then, JC. Who's the best player you've ever seen live? You, you can say Sean Dyche if you want. Oh, I don't think I can say that, can I really? <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name now. Against proper proper armchair football fan. Uh, I can't remember what his name was now. There was a big guy up front for Chesterfield. I was going to say, but it's gone from me. So I'll just have to say any of the Tottenham team. They're all just, they're all just, just amazing. Just, just say Harry Kane. <laughs> we'll move on. Harry Kane. <laughs> just Thanks, say Mujer we'll, I think we'll it has on. to. To be honest, I think it has to be uh, Luka Modric if we're going Tottenham oh, team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luka Modric. Uh, I, again, I keep saying armchair fan, but I, I went to watch him when they played the Blades in one of the cups, and he just absolutely bossed the the whole field. He was uh, he was in he was in ten, and then I think a few weeks later we sold him, and that was it. So. Yeah, you have that effect on people, don't you, mate? Um, uh, yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant choice. He's a class above Modric. He's gone on to, to big things. Right, now, last but not least, before we get on with this draft, I've left him to last on purpose because congr- congratulations yes, are in congratulations. order. Congratulations. Uh, for Mr. Andy Callan. Uh, how are you doing, man? Yeah, all good, thanks, guys. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's uh, all a bit surreal, but, yeah, loving it. Yeah, just for context, as we know, Andy's just had a baby. Aww. Yeah, Valentine's Day. A little big dunk, Callan. Uh, or little Lucy Bronze, Callan. <laughs> Love it, Andy. You've had loads of time to think about it, so I'm expecting gold from you. Best game you've ever been to, best play you've ever seen live. Best game got to be the uh, 2009 FA Cup semi-final. Everton dicking Man United on penalties. Oh. Um, yeah, it was just absolutely incredible. Such an atmosphere. I mean, I I was at the final as well. Um, Obviously, yeah, Everton losing the final, but yeah, that semi-final was was absolutely epic. Mm. Matty, didn't we, didn't we watch that game in the pub and didn't didn't someone get spat on as we were trying to like make a swift exit when the penalty when the last penalty went in? Is he there? He might not be there. He might. It might have been him that's got spat on. It might be. Yeah, he's, he's really sore about it. Anyway, we'll <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see we'll see if he comes back on. I'll, I'm going to assume somebody got spat on. Um, <laughs> and Andy, best play you've ever seen live. Again, one of those ones where I saw them, they weren't in the peak of their powers. But um, Shevchenko, I was uh, oh. I was at the, was it the Community Shield when he made his debut for Chelsea? Mm. Um, obviously, his Chelsea days weren't great, but Shevchenko in his prime was absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think... Um, a little bit of respect's been lost off his name because of how his career kind of petered out. But prime Shevchenko in that Milan team was something else, wasn't he? Yeah. Him and um, what? Oh, who's the guy that Spurs Kaka. signed? Uh, well, no, no, um, when they were when they were in Russia, uh, it was Shevchenko and um, Nick. You'll have to help me out here. 
Spurs Spurs signed the other one, the other striker. <laughs> the, the other awful. Russian player. Yeah. Rev Rev Rov. Love it. Love it. Well, there you go, lads. Thank you very much. Matt, are you back on the call yet? Can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Did, did you get spat on in the 2009 Cup final? Yes or no? That's all I need to know. Uh, no, I wasn't spat on. I got swilled. Oh, right. Yeah, that was it. You got swilled. Yeah, Everton fans are arsholes. Right. Sorry, Andy. And, and um, just for context, um, uh, Shevchenko's Ukrainian. Um, it's probably oh, yeah, quite topical as well, isn't it? Ukraine, yeah, at the moment. You yeah. might be Russian soon. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> right so with that being said lads let's we all know each other a little bit better now we're all friends we've all got hands down each other's pants should we get on with the we, yeah we are getting cancelled someone's got to listen to it to cancel us um so should we crack on with the draft jp do you want to tell people um should, should we get the the first bit out of the way should, should we get the running i think we should sorted? do it. yeah i'm going to reluctantly hand over to jack penfold and we're going to hear from from him for the question yeah okay come on so, jack let's see what you've got Hello chaps, it's Jack Keith Penfold here, part of the Big Keith clan. Um, I've got a little question for you. So in the 2018 to 19 Premier League season, how many people attended a Premier League game? I'm not going to tell you how many games were played. I want you to use that little noggin of yours and give me an answer. And I'll give you the answer in a little bit. Right then, he is just the poshest little boy I've ever known. But it's a good question nonetheless. So 2018-19 season... We're going to lock in some answers. I'm going to go around the room. Age before beauty. Nick Finney, what have you gone for? Um, 14,440,000. John Cross, what have you gone for? Sorry, Nick. Was that 40 or 14? One, four. 14,440,000. Okay, thank you. John Cross? Are you there? Let's give him a second to get back on the call. Andy Cal, what have you gone for? I've gone 39,520,000. Wow. Big swing. Neil Marshall, what have you gone for? Oh, what is happening with this recording, He's chaps? gone for a pig, I think. John, John's back. No, it was on mute, sorry. Oh, guys, come go on. on this go on, John. Go on, John. John, you go first. Right. Uh, 11 million. 400,361. Nice. Very, very precise. <laughs> very precise. Neil Marshall. The, the one will be all important. Yeah. I'm going to go on with you attending one game last in that season. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Neil. Go on. 22,040,000. Matty? 15,250. 15,000,000. Yeah, 15 million, sorry. Yeah. 15 million. Sorry, 15 million. 250. 15 million. 250,000, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I'm uh, Lewis, did we get you? No. No, it's uh, at 14.9 uh, 14. million. Okay. And uh, JP, I'm going for 15 million on the nose. Right, okay. And and I've, I'm going to show my workings as well, so. 20 teams, 38 games each, 30,400,000. Mm, seems a lot. It does seem a lot, but... I was going to say, why am I so high compared to everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, ev- ev- every game that in the Premier League that season, according to Andy, was played at the new Camp. So, um, right, come on, JP, let's get some answers. So, boys, I hope you've now sent in your answers and discussed and thought long and hard about it. 
I mean, the answer was way more than what I thought it was. So, big drum roll, please. The answer is 14,508,981. An awful lot more than what I thought. Anyway, I hope some of you got close. If not, let me know who the winner will be. I'll be listening with a keen ear. Goodbye. He's so posh, isn't he? He's very, very posh, but he came bearing gifts, fruitful gifts. I was pretty close to that. What's the running order then, JP? So we got good old Nick Finney, who was closest. Then Lewis, very closely behind him. Rob, yourself in third. Matty goes fourth. John goes fifth. Neil Marshall, sixth. Me, seventh. And then uh, Andy Cal with Baby Brain in eighth. Wonderful. OK, so the way it's going to work then, chaps, is that is our running order. Um, we're now going to start the draft, the first round of the inaugural Football Pundit Imposter podcast draft, uh, with, of course, Nick getting the first pick. Uh, what we're going to do, lads, is you're going to pick 11 players. We're going to go round in a circle each time. And uh, and basically, the only rule, really, is that you need to have a 4-4-2 formation. OK, so whether you class if someone's a, like most salary is a winger, inverted forward, whatever you want to call him, he can play in your midfield. He can play up top. It's your choice. But there needs to be a structure so that you're at least naming four midfielders, four defenders, a keeper and two strikers. Sound all right? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, then. Let's and get... Nick, don't go for Emerson Royale first. Yeah. Yeah, Nick. Right. So we're getting straight into it. I've opened up my little my little document. So that we can uh, we can start off with Nick's first choice, Nick Finney, who is going to be the first drafted player in the 2022 Football Pundit and Poster Podcast Draft. You kind of threw me there because um, I only started looking at this at half eight and I, I Googled it <laughs> and, and I was looking for some tips on it. And the first tip said to go for a quarterback, first of all, and I realised <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. So he's going to a junior. Very good. I don't have to choose a goalie first, do I? I can just choose anyone I want. Anybody you want, sir, yeah. If you want to pick oh, a goalie, go oh, nuts. I wonder. Um, it's, it's between Emerson Royale and Salah. Mm, I wonder who it's going to land I'll, on. I think I'll go with Salah, please. Very good, very sure? good choice. Yeah, midfield. Just in midfield. Just, just out of interest, lads, is there anyone who would not have picked Mo Salah as their first choice? No, I'll I'll take I'll take silence as a strong no. Right, Lewis. <laughs> I was thinking about Emerson Royale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll think about that. <laughs> well, John, you've got uh, four more people to go before you. Can... Let's hope he doesn't go, shall we? I'll probably not get him, will I? If there's four no, more people. I, I was but anyway, say. we'll see. We'll see. Louis, they're playing mind games now. So, Lewis Lawson. Oh, he's doing it again. Fantasy football. Um, I'll take. I'll take Trent, mate. That's okay Trent? Trent Alexander-Arnold, please. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting Trent. pick. I wasn't expecting Guaranteed. that. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to have to go scrabbling around for somebody to pick. Uh, nope. but, of, but of course... My There's a reason first... I'm top, isn't there? You know what I'm there is a reason. He does. <laughs> he does, he, he does he, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. But I am very happy that that has left my first round pick as the third pick in the first round of the draft as uh, Mr Kevin De Bruyne. Wow, interesting. interesting. So that brings us nicely on to Mr. Matthew Little. Who are we going for, Matty? uh, Diego Jota. um, Just because of how good he's been this season, he's kind of took the mantle off Mane a little bit. 
and he's mm-hmm. scoring a, quite a few goals. So a bit of a shout out to left field, but he's in good form. So absolutely, mate. Oh, Where are you playing him, Matty? Are you putting him in midfield or are you putting him up front? I'm gonna I'm gonna play him up top. I'm gonna play him up top. There you go, flipping out. That, that's an outside. That's a definitely left field pick, Matt, for first round. But it could be ingenious. He is playing really well, isn't he? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Rob. Top form. Yes, JP. No, it was Lewis. 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 Quick, quick question, right? So obviously we're picking this draft, yeah? Are we picking it based on good players in the Premier League or good players for FPL? Because it's two different things, isn't it? It's it's it can be both. It can be either. So you're just picking the best. Like, it's, it's best eleven from a Premier League perspective. But so for example, all... say like Sakante, right? So Kante for me is a quality midfielder, yeah. But yes. he gets you no points in fantasy. Yeah. So would I waste a midfield slot on Kante, knowing that that's a great FPL eleven? Uh, sorry, a great Premier League eleven, but not great for FPL standards. Like you wouldn't waste your money. So you could pick like you pick four attacking midfielders. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a really valid question and good to get it out nice and early before people have picked too many. Lewis, it is, it is a Premier League eleven. So I would be, I, I would, I would be expecting Kante to go early. Yep. Surely good. Thank you. All right. Good man. Good question though. And that brings us on to Emerson Royale. Well, I've been thinking about that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna change my mind. Yep. Yep. So, if we're going on the back of what Lewis has just said, let's have a bit of big old Virgil van Dijk at the yeah. back. Great choice. Great choice. Definitely a first-round draft pick in any draft, uh, in my humble opinion. John Cross, that is a rock in the centre of your defence, sorted. Mr. Neil Marshall, you're up. First-round draft pick, who are you going for? I'm just in the process of ticking all the players off that I was going to pick. Um yeah. I'll probably off this season I'll go Cancelo first. Yeah, another good Great choice. Great another shout. good choice. Probably with Trent, best fullback in the league, head and shoulders, and he can play left yep. or right back. So a great first choice there, Neil. Uh, John, pick up that comes to you. It does. It puts me in a difficult position, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I, I feel is is the best move now, and I'm gonna go goalkeeper, and I'm gonna go Edison. Oh. Okay, okay, yeah. Because all, all the big boys have gone, all, all my first picks have gone. Yeah, okay, okay, no, that's that's good, you sorted. Safe pair of hands, probably the best keeper in the Prem. Without that. Uh, and consistently so. Um, Andy Cal, last draft pick of the first round, who are you going for, my friend? Yeah, this is an absolutely awful position to be in. Um, <laughs> Should have been better maths then, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably safe just to name the Everton eleven and just get it over and done with. Um, but I will begrudgingly go with the second best goalkeeper in the in the league. Um, England's number one. Uh, no, uh, Allison. Allison in goal. I thought you were going Nick Paul. You, you, you really, really scared me then, uh, Andy. But yeah, I, I still think debatable about Allison being the second best keeper in the league. I still think Jory's out on him a little bit. I think he's a little bit overrated. But maybe I'm Allison De Gea. You know, Andy, Andy, stop giving people ideas. That's uh, <laughs> right. I've got a goalkeeper now, so I don't care. Yeah, you can have whoever you want. Um, okay, and that concludes the first round of the draft. There's still some big names in there, though, boys. So let's get on to round two. Nick Finney, who's the next player in the Finney eleven? Oh, first again, right. Um, and we're not doing this just based on what points they can get now. So no. I would go for 
Defender Diaz from City. Ruben Diaz, great choice. Another absolute Rolls Royce for player, isn't he? Uh, quality. Uh, yeah, good, good. Lewis? I'm just going to start making with it. Liverpool team. I'll take Robert, please. Andy Robertson. <laughs> Andy Robertson. Your full back. Play defenders. Get them sorted first. Top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> Your full back positions are sorted. Right, that moves sorted, on to me, doesn't it? So, um, who am I going to go for? A lot of the big boys have gone. Um, I'm going to have to show my loyalty to Man United. I think I think the big centre-halves are going to go soon. People are going to want to shore up the defenders. So uh, I'm going to go for Harry... M- no, fuck off. I'm going for Raphael Varane. <laughs> uh, Rafa Varane is going right into the heart of my team. And Matty, that brings us on to you for your second pick, please, my friend. Again, I'm going to go loyal like you, mate. Uh, but I'm going to push it a bit further forward up the field. And I'm going to go Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, surprised he didn't go in the first yeah. round, to be honest. And, it, you know, we've got through 11 picks before he's been chosen. Probably just a reflection of really how, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll pitch this to Matty, because you'll know most of Man United fan, is Cristiano Ronaldo hampering his progress and his influence as a player? Well, me and you spoke about this the other day, and Bruno kind of, although he plays number 10, you know, with Cavani in the team, he plays almost as a false nine. Um scores a lot of goals, gets a lot of assists, but he's he's having to try and lay it on a plate for Ronaldo. And when Ronaldo's not been firing like he hasn't been doing for the last few weeks, it, it's making Fernandez not the player that he was last year. Mm. So yeah, I, I would I would say yeah. I would say yes to that. But he is he is quality and he's he's been a breath of fresh air at United since we signed him. So great pick. And uh, and looking like there's goals in that team and, and certainly a bit of flair as well. Um, with the Portuguese flavour. Um, John Cross, Emerson Royale, yeah? I was thinking about Emerson Royale, but <laughs> I'm going to save him yeah. um, for a bit longer. I don't know if this is controversial or not, but um, I'm going based on FPL points this, this season. I'm going to go Jared Bowen. I feel like he's, he's, he's now a must-have in the FPL team. So he's doing Cross him off my bleeding list, JC. He's... <sighs> He's, you know what? It's, it's not, it's not fantasy Premier League for me, John. He's a quality player, and I'd be surprised if he's at West Ham for much longer. I don't mean that I'm disrespectful to West Ham; they're having a great season. But he's got something about him, hasn't he? Mhm. Excellent. Okay, cool. So Jared Bowen, I didn't expect it to go in the second round, but no, he's picked either. and he's secured. So we'll move on to Neil Marshall. Who's your second round pick, Neil? Getting tactical already, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I am going to pick uh, Marnie up top from Liverpool. Sadio Marnie. Not having the best of season. I think Matt, to Matty's point, Jota's kind of seceded him a little bit, hasn't he? But he's still quality. Yeah, I still think he probably did miss him if he was out for a long term. I think that obviously they've navigated that African Cup stuff well, but yeah. I think obviously it was all just talking about Salah coming back and forgetting kind of what he adds to the team, really. So. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, right, JP. I was going to go Marno. That's where yeah. I was. Um, I'm going to go up top and I'm going to pick Harry Kane. Despite the fact that he's woeful. I don't care if he's woeful this season. He's still he's still the best striker in the league. Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, JC and Nick Finney are feeling very, very fulfilled and, and pleased that a Spurs player has finally been picked. Um, and Andy Cal, let's round out round two. Who's going in your team? Declan Rice. Yeah. Oh, that's a sham. Good, good shout. Need to get in some 
yeah, being eighth in the pick, I need to try and get the good ones that are still available. So, yeah, yeah. Declan Rice for me. Yeah, Centre great. mid. Great pick. He'll be at a top four club next year, won't he? Um, 100%. Yeah, good pick. And that, that rounds out round two. Teams are... There's some big players in there, but there's still some big lads on the board as well um, that haven't been picked yet. So let's see where we get to with round three. Uh, Nick Finney, you are our first pick, as always. Who gets in that side with Mo Salah and Ruben Diaz? Okay, well, seeing as JP's stolen Harry Kane, I'm going to have to go for his buddy Son up front. Yeah, Son Heung-min, great choice. Absolute player, isn't he? And I I think he's the best player at Spurs. I'm not saying Harry Kane's rubbish, but I, I love him. I'd have him at United in a heartbeat. What a player, even when Spurs aren't playing very well. But yeah, great choice. Great choice. And on, and, and is he going to be a forward or is he going to be on the other side of midfield, Nick, with uh, with Salah? Um, hmm. I think I'll go through him as a Not, forward. Yes, yeah, but still, still time to change that depending on who's left at the end. You can okay. always play with that formation, can't you? Right. So, Lewis Lawson, you've already picked the two most important positions on the pitch, Lawson, left and right back. 100%. Thank you. Um, all done. Um, to me, it was... Who's next? I was all about... I wanted Son. I just got me... He's in my list there. Perfect yeah. choice. I'd have had Son straight away. Brilliant stuff. So, just to clarify, two centre mids and two left and right wing in it so I can't just have yeah. three right wingers or four right wingers then. correct right, that's correct there needs to be um, some balance to the team yeah. gotcha fine um, Mason Mount then please Mason Mount good choice good choice is he is he, is he fulfilling the potential at Chelsea Lewis do you reckon at the moment he started off well this season didn't he I, I got him a team quite, quite early on got me a few points getting a few assists and I thought there was so much more from him but you know he's going to kick on he will kick on he's the sort of plays a young lad he's got a lot of talent a lot of potential he just needs he needs to fit in that Chelsea team and he's getting there I, I, honestly man, I think he's I think he's class he just needs more time like, to yeah. Yeah. agreed so, agreed more time for him um, and that brings it round to me um, I'm going to keep packing out my uh, my defence and uh, there's a lot of very very good right backs in the Premier League this season but this guy's just been doing it for years and I think he gets forgotten about a little bit, maybe due to age, maybe due to the players that are around him. But I don't think there's many better than Kyle Walker. So he's going in at right back for me. Uh, um, and that brings us on to Matty. Third choice, sir. Uh, this may seem a bit left field again, but I'm going to go Antonio Rudiger. Um, it's not right field at all. What no. a centre half he is. Yeah, I think, he's been, I think he's been quality again this season. I know there was a lot of speculation about him possibly moving on and stalling over a contract and stuff but you know he, he's he's been outstanding and, and has been for a number of years so yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely Abs- my pick. absolutely quality player john cross i'm gonna go for this pick uh he's just coming into a bit of form now actually so i think you might not argue with me too much but i'm gonna go raheem sterling yeah in uh in midfield yeah yeah and, and you know what I think JP and I recorded a bit before um, about the about how he played this week, um, hitting a perfect hat trick. Incredible player, um, victim of Pep Roulette, but that doesn't make him not a quality player. Going to say, give him the, give him the minutes in in my team. Yeah, I think he'll do well. Yeah, star in role on the other side of the wing to Jared Bowen. England's um, biggest hope in the World Cup as well, in my opinion. Abs- absolutely, what he's a player. He just he's just in a team full of superstars. Um, good choice, John. That gives you your third pick. Neil Marshall, let's come to you. Who's who's joining Cancelo and Mane? Uh, it's getting tough, in it? Mm. I think we'll have to go for Ronaldo and being picked yet, has he? He hasn't, no. 
in as much as it pains us to put a Man U player in, I think I'll go for Ronaldo. <laughs> it's it, 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 does it surprise anybody else that it's took to the end of round three for him to get picked, or is that just a reflection of one how badly Man United are playing, and two the fact that maybe his his glory days are behind him? The fall from grace. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised he was picked then, if I'm honest. I th- I think there are just better strikers in the league who yeah. offer more. Um, you know, he's still a big player and he can still score big goals, but I do think there are probably more dangerous forwards out there than him. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they've gone, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Fair point, I, Mark. I, Sorry, Andy, I also think it's uh, and say I think it's a bit of a his um the circumstance as well. If he had gone to City and been in that Man City team would be saying Ronaldo's still the greatest or whatever but it's mm. the Man United team it just it isn't geared towards him it was a it was a silly signing I know he has saved Man United in the Champions League but like you were alluding to earlier with the likes of Fernandez he's he's stifled so many other players mm-hmm. yeah but it was yeah. a it was a commercial signing wasn't it you know at the end of the I day it's, commercially it's but but for that reason if you're looking at it for the rest of the season when he's available they're going to play him because they kind of have to yeah, because that's the oh, position yeah, course, to put the yeah. new. So yeah, of course they have. That, that's that's the downside of the commercial side of things. You can't yeah. rest him, or they'll stop buying his they'll stop buying his shirt in China. Exactly. <laughs> um, right then, JP, let's uh, let let let's get the last couple of picks of round three out the way. What are we going for? Very simple, Ngolo Kante. Yeah. After Lewis mentioned him and reminded everyone of him, I'm surprised it's took that long. He's he's su- he's such a good player, isn't he? Yeah, he just makes any midfield tick. What a player. 100% agree. 100, not, no, nothing more to say about Ungolo. Oh, oh. Um, Andy Cal round us out round three. Who are we getting? Mares. Mares on the wing. Yeah. Another one like Sterling. Quality player. Absolutely. I wanted, player. I wanted Sterling. I was gutted that he got taken, so I'll go with the other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Good. Good choice. Um, yeah, and again, I think everyone forgets what Mares did that season at Leicester along with Kante. He was unplayable, wasn't he? And then, um, but yeah, maybe players get marginalised a little bit because of the wealth of uh, of options at the disposal of Man City. But yeah, quality player, quality player. And that rhymes out round three. Um, Nick Finney, you've got Mo Salah, Ruben Diaz, Hyun, Sun Hyung Min so far. Who's number four in the Nick Finney eleven? I'm I'm working through my defence at the moment. I've I'm looking at having maybe eight right backs, which I think okay. we did the other week. Asper Quilletta. I, 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 I'm just going to write Aspie. There we go. Yeah, another timeless player, isn't he? Who's, who's really done the business for Chelsea over the years. Mm. Yeah, like him. Like him a lot. Not a bad choice at all. Absolutely solid. And that brings us on to Mr. Lewis Lawson. How do? Um, so... Based on, like, you said about rotations, stuff like that, players might not be getting games. So my team, I want Ilkay Gundogan as a centre mid. Yeah. yeah. He can play up front, he can play on the wing, he can play anywhere else. He's a quality player, just look at game time, Pep, I think he's quality, so I'll have him, thanks. Yeah. Do, do, do you reckon he lives in KDB's shadow a little bit? Absolutely. But when he were injured beginning of the season, yeah. he was the man, Gundogan. Yeah. Um, and... When you are, if you had him, you would you get yourself up rankings in, in FPL. And obviously, yeah, yeah, KDB's back, quality player, no doubt. But that's the issue with City's team. We've mentioned it already. There's a lot of players in that team will live in the shadow of other players. Mares, Gundogan. I mean, even Grealish. You know, Grealish, as much as he's, he's been flop, a flop this season for City, he wasn't for, for Villa. And I think you get him, get people like that in a different team. They'll get a game every week. It's just a shame they're in the City team. So no, Gundogan for me all day long. Yeah, 
Good, good, great choice. I think Grealish will come good at City. Absolutely, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. I, I he needs to get in. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Okay, so that comes on to me. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? There's, uh, we're already absolutely rinsing uh, the uh, the old teams. I think I'm going to get my keeper out of the way because you're all going to have to pick a keeper soon. I'm going to go for uh, you, JP knows what a fan I am of this guy. I know uh, who you're saying and before you uh, say it. I'm going for Mendy at Chelsea. I think he is absolutely quality. Uh, he's such a good keeper. And um, Second best keeper in the Premier League for me. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He, he's better than Alisson. Yeah, agreed. 100% agreed. Um, I know Andy Andy Cal thinks otherwise, but I, I, I think he's incredible. Such a good goalkeeper. Um, yeah, so I'm going for Mendy. Um, and that brings us on to Mr. Matthew Little. Who's playing number four for you, sir? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Thiago Silva. Oh, can he still do it? Is, is he going to be a mainstay in your team moving forward, Matthew? I, yeah, I, I, think he's a, I think he's one of those that he, he showed last season, um, especially in the Champions League, that he's still, you know, he's still got it. Um, it's just it's the experience, and he's just yeah, he's, he's a Rolls Royce. Yeah, he is. He really That's... is. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I always thought with Silva? Um, he he did it. Okay, he, he was at Milan and he was good at Milan, but then he went to PSG and it was a farmers league and um and obviously Brazil are Brazil, so it was always like what happens when he gets when he get gets really up against it? What if you know, can he do it on a rainy Tuesday night in Stoke? And the answer is, he's come to the Prem and he is, he's, he's a very, very, very good centre-half. And um, and Chelsea have, have done a great bit of business signing him. He's he's kicked them onto the next level in a lot of ways. And and I reckon the likes of Rudiger, who ironically Matt's picked already, um, I reckon that they've they've flourished under him as well. Okay. Um, uh, nice one, Matt. Good pick. John Cross, number four from you, sir. I'm going to copy suit with uh, with yourself, I think, Rob, and I'm going to see if I can sort my goalkeeper out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tied between two. Obviously, the good ones have already gone, but it's between Loris and De Gea for me, and I think I'm going to go De Gea, which yeah. is obviously betraying Spurs. But uh, I, I just, I, I just think I think he's an absolutely fantastic keeper, and he's. You guys are not playing very well at the moment, and you haven't been for some time. But without him, you'd have been playing even worse. So I think he's quality. Agreed. He's he's almost been reborn, hasn't he? He, yeah. had, he you know Henderson um, usurped him supposedly. It looked like he was off to PSG. Then they opted for Donnarumma. Good bit of business by PSG, by the way. What a keeper he is. Um, but uh, he's ended up staying, and uh, and he's really solidified his place. He's he's such a good keeper. Um, right, nice one, uh, Neil Marshall. Who's fourth pick for you, sir? Oh, see, see again, it's getting tricky. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna because I think these positions will be trickier as it goes on. I'm gonna go Kieran Trippier. Choice. Uh, out, out, uh, we, we talked about this in in the preamble, myself and uh, JP Neil. How big of a miss is he gonna be for Newcastle now? <clears throat> well, he he's definitely had an impact, obviously, as he since he's come in. Um, not just for his two free kicks. Just for I think the he's probably his attitude and the way they put him in as captain straight away, haven't they? So mm-hmm. you know he, it's just from what I heard from people who were at the game at the weekend, once he'd kind of gone off it, it, it flattened a bit, and you hope that that doesn't go on for the rest of the season because um, it, it's definitely created a buzz that's got the atmosphere back in the ground, which was always something that helped the team throughout the seasons, and it's something that's probably been missing since yeah. probably about 2007. Yeah. No yeah. previous owners, so we'll see. He might be back for the Burnley game in the last game of the season, you never know. 
You wouldn't you wouldn't think that a right back could make or break your season, but he is he's pedigree, isn't he? He's different gravy. Yeah. He's, he's a quality player. Talismanic. I, I think I think you'll miss him. I think you'll miss him. Uh, and J- that's what JP and I were talking about before. And bringing it to myself to you, my co-pilot, Mr. John Pickup. Who's pick number four, mate? I'm struggling a bit here. It's just a shame Danny Drinkwater is still in the Prem. Otherwise, my <laughs> team would win. Um, Along, alongside no, Kante, obviously, yeah. Exactly that. Um, easy one. Phil Forden, left-hand side. Yeah, great player. Great player. Another one who... Again, we had such high hopes for, didn't we, mate? Coming out of the world, coming out of the Euros, he's been good. He's been great for City. Don't get me wrong. He's he's put in some big performances, but again, he just Pep don't play Pep, enough, does he? Pep Roulette, yeah. Pep Roulette. Um, Andy Carl, round us out, my friend. I can't believe I picked Mares over Foden. What an <laughs> absolute idiot! <laughs> mate, you've got baby brain. Uh, anyway, uh, Laporte. Almeric Got to get centre back in. Laporte yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, he's quality. Uh, it suffered probably a little bit. Do you reckon, Andy? Because obviously Diaz has come in and everyone's sucking off Diaz a bit because he is he is such a good player. But Laporte was doing it before he came in from, wasn't he? He was he was the man. It is a weird one. He seems to rotate between Diaz and either Laporte or the other one who I'm not going to name in case some. Yeah, I'm not giving clues away anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It we know who you be, mean. Yeah, <laughs> Diaz, Diaz, Laporte, and and the other. But yeah, he's um he's still a he looked like he might have gone in the summer, but he's he's still there. I think he's chipped in with a couple of goals. I think he's from a fantasy. I know he's expensive, but I think he's not too shabby this season. I mean, he's yeah. nowhere near my team because I'm terrible. Yeah. But yeah, he's a he's a good player. Yeah, decent shout and a differentiator. And that does round out our fourth round. Uh, we're, uh, we're we're rattling through these. Nick Finney, I'm coming to you, sir. Who goes into that team next? I'm I'm looking at my defence now, and I don't know what's got me thinking this, but John Stones. I, I don't know what's got you thinking that either, to be honest, mate. That's not a bad show. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. John Stones again, a victim of 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 of, of some of the quality players that City have brought in. He he, he was doing a real job for him a couple of years ago, wasn't he? He's still coming in and playing quite well when he's he's picked as part of Pep Roulette, I think. Yeah. Does does Stones? I'll ask this to anyone who answers me first. Does Stones start at the, at the World Cup? Based on what's being currently yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, Harry Maguire is the other option. So. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he is playing, and that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Okay. One to one to ponder on, and then Lewis Lawson. Let's go. Aaron, to uh, goalkeepers. Let's get a goalkeeper now, Dan. And for me, I, I know that he's playing probably not a great team, but he's fantastic. Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale. Well. How, how good's he been, though, Lewis? I'm like, it's a shame he's a blade, isn't it? That's my problem. Yeah. Well, he, he was only there for a year. He's not a yeah. real blade, is he? Let him off. Let him off. Um, Same as Maguire, isn't it? But, yeah, but it's quite like, you know, the, my favourite thing about Aaron Ramsdale, like, every single save he does, he's, he's athletic. He just jumps out at the sky for it. He might be a little pass back. He just flies out at yeah. a skin fair. He's even watching that, yeah. Yeah. Ah, he's quality. I mean, he's, he's vision. You know, you can see danger occurring a long, a long way away. Probably before his centre half do half at time, um, which I like. And I think if he's in my team with my planned centre half, I've got in mind as well. He's going to be perfect for that. So no, get him in there. No, I, I agree. I think he's a great choice. I think he's an underrated keeper. I think obviously from a fantasy football perspective, he's cheap, so everyone gets him. But even in real life, I watched. He was on. Um, he was on Foscast with um, uh, with Ben Foster. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but um, the episode he talked about. He had a really unceremonious end to his 
um, season at Sheffield United. They basically tried to blackball him from from getting his move. Um, and then he came and then he got his move to Arsenal. Um, the kind of the owners at Sheffield United kind of sold it to the fans that he was a turncoat. Um, he was really low on confidence. He'd, he'd been relegated two seasons in a row. He couldn't get a team ahead of Leno. And everyone was kind of laughing at that signing at the start of the season. But he's, oh, he's, he's probably been the best on form. He's probably been the best keeper in the league. Incredible. If you think about expectation versus what he's delivered, yeah. he's, he's far out, outweighs any other keepers mentioned before. And, and any of the better keepers in the league, he can he can hold his own in those, in those teams, I reckon. Yeah, he's brilliant. Agreed. agreed. Um, so I'm going to pick someone in my centre mid now as I'm moving from a team. It's a partner for Kevin De Bruyne. And I want to pick somebody who's got some uh, defensive steel, some movement about them that can let De Bruyne play freely. And I can't believe he's not been picked because I think he's probably one of the absolute unsung heroes of an absolutely stellar team. I'm going for Fabinho. Yeah, yeah, quality shout, yeah. Um, I think he's absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of Liverpool midfielders that I think you get snapped up pretty quick. Liverpool, the whole Liverpool team should get snapped up really, but I think he's awesome. Um, and I think he would compliment uh, Mr. De Bruyne uh, very well. Uh, Matty, that brings me on to you. Who's pick number five for you, sir? To be honest with you, uh, listening, I was starting to shit myself about goalkeepers. So right. I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna go with the Wolves keeper, Jose Sarr. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, you know, coming. He had big shoes to fill in Rui Patricio when he moved to Roma, but I think he's done a cracking job, and he's probably, you know, one of their better signings. Um, considering. We talked about him earlier. You're, you're a big, you're a big Jose Sarr fan, JP, aren't you? Nine clean sheets, yeah, both in kind of real life and in the fantasy football game yeah he's definitely definitely a good pick yeah I, I I take your point as well Matty about Rui Patricio it looked like that he was going to be a big big miss when he left didn't he and then um, he's really stepped in and filled the void 100% mate yeah nice one good pick and the keeper is sorted um, Hugo Lloris still floating around it looks like nobody's biting at flappy hands Lloris um, John Cross um I don't know if you guys are doing the same as me, but I'm frantically flicking around the FPL site to see if I can find someone that I forgot about. Right. Uh, and I'm going to go outside the box because this guy's off long-term injured at the minute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go defence. I'm going to go Ben Chilwell on the basis that he's fit. Yeah. yeah. Or I get uh, him uh, back when he is fit. I mean, the thing is, mate, you say that, but everyone... I mean, this isn't a fantasy football... Uh, I mean, we're going to do the fantasy football thing to see who's got the best teams. That might screw you. But in reality... Two years ago, everyone was saying he's the best left back in the league. Exactly. I think he's. he's, he's before they, he got injured, they were as well, to be fair. Yeah. 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 He was quality before he's been injured. So if we're doing some sort of fantasy football thing at the end, though, do I, do I get to change my pick? No. All right, shit. Emerson Royale. Um, Neil Marshall, pick number five, please, sir. As you were saying that now, I'm thinking my last pick might not have been good for the rest of the season, but there you go. Um, as there's very few keepers left and I don't want to pick one with uh, ridiculously short arms I'll go Sanchez from Brighton <laughs> it, good keeper we, we were waxing lyrical about him with JP as well weren't we in the preamble we were good player good player um, a, a, another one that's kind of um, sort of come from nothing a little bit in terms of was he, was he third choice at the start uh, last year he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't playing. What have I made that up, Neil? Was he not playing in League Two at one point? Was he out on loan? Maybe. I think he's been at Brighton for a while, but. I think it's a, it's the same as what you've got at Wolves, really. It, it, they, they're the probably one of the main reasons why they're up there. Yeah. In the in the top half and um, keeping other teams out there because they haven't got the, you know the solid at the backs and um, they just kind of do the simple stuff well, I suppose. 
Yeah. Well, I think it was the lad that went on loan to Arsenal. He was their first choice for, since they came up. Is it Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. He's, Ryan. At, he's, at, he's at Saucier dad now, I think. Yeah. So he, he came in and replaced him, and then he had to go, didn't he, Ryan? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, good keeper. Yeah, very good keeper. And and I think maybe selling a little bit short as well, Neil. I know basics, yeah, I take your point on board doing the basics well. But Brighton are a football team and they play the ball out from the back and, and he's good with his feet and he plays into that style. So, yeah, you could have definitely done worse for a keeper in that, I believe, Neil Marshall. JP, who have you got? You know what I'm like for a defender, so I better get one in. Um, Reese James. Good good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm surprised he's still fun. around, actually. What that he's not been pitched? Yeah, I think I'd make, yeah. maybe people start focusing on right backs. There is a wealth of right backs out there, but he's 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 been really good, hasn't he, this season for Chelsea? It's because Mark Crawford's not on the call with 17 right backs in his team. Yes, Mark, good old Mark. Shout out to Mark Crawford, couldn't be here tonight, but he uh, he loves a right back. Um, Andy yeah. Cal finishes off strong. Lukaku. Can it be mm. Everton Lukaku though? Because Chelsea Lukaku is <laughs> pretty crap. Everton or Inter Milan, Lukaku. Yeah. Happy days. Not but, um, Man United West or Brom. Chelsea. You can have West well, Brom, yeah. Lukaku. But I, uh, I, I need a striker. So yeah, Lukaku. Yeah, I'm, I'm panicking about not having a striker to be honest. But yeah, Rom, you could do much worse. I know he's not in the best vein of form, but uh, he's a player when he wants to be. The words flat track bully come to mind, don't they, John? Pickle? Yeah, they certainly do, and he is one. But you know, yeah, yeah. try to argue otherwise. But yeah, well. Time told on that one, my co-pilot, didn't it? Nick Finney, let's it get to round did. six. Let's get to round six. Who have you got, sir? Right, I'm getting a bit stressed now with the goalies because I thought I had Star <laughs> tucked up. I didn't think anyone else would notice him. <laughs> um, Sorry, mate. But, but I've also got another. Has Bernardo Silva gone already? No, he's not. Can I have Bernardo Silva then? Because now I've said it. He's not, he's, he's, he's not very tall, Nick. You he's got little arms. <laughs> no, I'm not in goal. He's still a better shout with Jordan that. Pickford, though. I'm not that bad. <laughs> right, you're going for no, Bernardo's number one. I've, I've got a, I've got a special one for goalkeeper for next time. Right, if he doesn't go. Um, right, okay. So Bernardo Silva, good choice. A very good player again, I think. Another another Pep Roulette victim, and having the best season of his career at City, you'd say at the minute. Um, absolutely smashing it. Um, Lewis, who have we got? Um, Rafinha. I know it sounds like a dodgy off, like, out of the blue pick, but talking fantasy, that guy's fantasy goal at the minute, so give me Raf any day of week. Good player, isn't he? Quality. Absolutely quality. And, and it's in a not a great Leeds team either. And it's yeah. Leeds or whatever. Well, it leads away. Um, stick him in City. He'd be able to play for City, I reckon. He's, he's quality. Get me raffing. Yep, definitely. Do you reckon, do you, I mean, this is probably a good question, Lewis. I mean, you, I also know the answer, but. Do you, do you think that he could play at a higher level? He's not at his level with Leeds. Well, yeah, I think he's, if you look at him at Leeds, he's a big fish in a small pond, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I reckon. But then again, would he sink somewhere at City? Is he strong enough to play? You know, would he challenge every week the likes of Sterling and Foden and all these other wingers and stuff like that? I don't know if he would. It's hard to sell, isn't it? Because yeah. he's great. But then he's, he's got into Brazil team, though, hasn't he? They're, they're, he's got, he's, got, say, he's got Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got in that team. That's a hard team to get into. So is he is he good because he's surrounded by? less good players or is he just genuinely good and I think he's genuinely good I think he's quality so give me Rafinha got pace as well he is locked into your team my friend Um, okay so I am going to uh, I need need really a forward but I keep bottling it and going for a midfielder that I see that I like the look of better Um, and I'm going to do it again I'm going to go for a winger and I'm going to go for Will Zaha I know that he um, 
is mercurial, inconsistent, sublime to ridiculous, whatever you want to call him. But on his day, he's a worldie. And again, I've noticed that I keep making these comments and because I'm the one hosting this, nobody replies and it just sounds ridiculous. But there we go. I like, I like Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> Let's move on. We all just completely disagree with you, Rob. That's what that silence is. We're <laughs> all like, nah. He's, he's yeah, shit. we're not on mute. Yeah, we're not on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> silence of disapproval. Um, yeah, I'm still not... thinking about his penalty from last week. Yeah, to pathetic. Be fair. Pathetic. Yeah, but then his goal was all right on it. So. Yeah. 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 Swings and roundabouts. Matty, coming on to you then. Who's your sixth pick, my friend? Uh, looking at fullbacks, uh, Kieran Turney. Um, yeah. Oh, good choice. Yeah, I just I, I just was getting a bit worried that I thought somebody might pick him and left back. There's a there's a host of right backs out there, but left backs are a, well productive left backs are a little bit harder to come by, aren't they? So yeah. agreed, a hundred percent. I think it's a right shout. I forgot about him to be honest, um, and I am panicking a little bit about left backs now, and I'm hoping that not everybody else panics and then they're all gone by the time it gets back around to my pick. But yeah, I like him. My fantasy team, boys, just a heads up, he's in my fantasy team. That's how good he is. He's quality. If, if, he's, if he's good enough to All make Lewis Lawson's fantasy just saying, football team, just saying, guys. I feel, I feel validated. I feel validated. <laughs> Jose Laurinho. Um, uh, right then, John Cross. Who you got? Well, I've got a plan now. I've got a plan, and I don't know which one to go first because no doubt one of you guys is going to take the next one that I want. So right. I'm going to start with my lad Bobby. Would not forgive me if I didn't pick his favourite player, Bobby Firmino. So I'm going to go Bobby Firmino up front. Not for his FPL attributes, but I just feel like when you've got him in the team, he's the assister of the assister a lot of the time, isn't he? and he does pop up with the odd goal here and there. So Can he still do it, though? I just think he's not been in the team recently, so I think he can. Yeah, I think he... When he's in the team, Liverpool perform. It's just he doesn't make the headlines, in my opinion. There'll be a there'll be a, a big pause of silence now as no one agrees. But no, it's it, it's it's not a bad point, and I'll I'll open it up for anyone else because it is a really interesting topic. I think the funny thing with with Bobby Firmino is that three years ago, two years ago, in that um the the Champions League and then into the Premier League seasons, the back to backs they did, nobody would argue that point. Everybody was singing from the same hymn sheet. Bobby Firmino, most underrated, underappreciated player in the Premier League, he's awesome, but. I don't know. I think now he just, I don't know what everyone else thinks. He just divides opinion a little bit more as to whether that still works or if football moved on. So that false nine role isn't quite as effective. It pains me to say it was a good bit of business by Liverpool mm. all those years ago. Was it only like 10 million? Yeah. Um, I think he's just, I don't want to say he's old because I'm nearly 10 years older than him. <laughs> or what have you <laughs> football terms yeah yeah it's it, it's that sort of thing isn't it he's um jot has come in he's a he's a younger hungrier better yeah more, yeah more better player. player so people it, it's short-termism isn't it people just think of the here and now forget about what players done over the years yeah it's a good point it's a good i think point. long term long term jota is there to take him completely into jota will replace Bamino. Mm. Um, in that role but at the moment I think they do still end up battling it out they're still battling for that place aren't they you'll, you'll you... generally find either Firmino or Jota gets that starting line up whereas up, up top with Mane and Salah so do you think that's why they bought Diaz do you think that originally they thought Jota was going to be competition for Salah and Mane but they've realized that actually he can play quite well through the middle and yeah. he's offering something different so Diaz has come in to, to almost replace the replacement yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, I think so. I, I think yeah, you've got to look at it as well. I think Firmino, yeah. 
I think Firmino walks into most other teams in the Premier League. Mm. Even mm. now. Mm. Fair. Fair. We are we we are setting a very high standard with Liverpool, aren't we, in terms of what yeah. qualifies as good enough. And again, he's one of those players that his his overall numbers aren't amazing. In an age of numbers and all that, his overall numbers aren't great because it tends to be the pre-assist and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, but he, but it's he the dirty stuff that he does. Yeah, yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting to see how his career progresses over the next couple of seasons. Does he stick it out? Does he stay there? Does he move on and try and get one last move and one last kind of notch on his belt? But there we go. But still a good choice, John Cross. Bobby Firmino up top for you. Neil Marshall, give me pick number six. Uh, I'll stick with Liverpool and go for Joel Matip. Interesting. Bit starting to struggle for centre out. Yeah. yeah well, I'd. I just think at the end of the day that if you look at the way they play, obviously they've got Van Dyke there, but you know you have to have that solid protection that will allow the uh, Robertson and Trent to go forward, don't you? So he obviously, I think it probably gets overlooked a little bit as to what he actually does. It's interesting. It's a divisive debate, isn't it? Because I think that you could argue that Matip looks better because he's next to the best centre half in the world, but you could also argue that the best centre half in the world's shadow is cast so largely over Matip that you don't see the good stuff that he does. What does everyone else think? Matip, good or overrated? Middling. It's one of those players that you don't. I have no opinion of, just because he didn't do anything. Because he's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's just like you'll sit there and hold the ball, which is fine. And that's maybe why he's so good. I don't know. He's reliable, isn't he? You, does, you can't say anything about him, good or bad, because he's reliable. Don't know. Liverpool does he walk like, into anyone else's team? I don't think the answer is yes. Is it? Uh, like, he wouldn't walk mate, into mate, we, mate, we, mate, over Harry Maguire. Mate, we've got Harry Maguire at centre back. You walk into <laughs> our team at the minute. <laughs> centre half. Mate, I could walk into that team. I think. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, I reckon you could do a job at centre half. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've seen John play five aside. Um, right then, let's yeah, move so on from let, let's move on from just my tip, um, officer. Uh, JP, who's pick number six? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, I've gone for a, a Rolls-Royce. He's recently returned back to the Premier League, but he's hit the ground running again, and it's Philip Coutinho. What a player. Yeah, great shout, that. What a bit of business for Villa. Oh, un- unbelievable business for Villa. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about it last week on the, on, on the pod, didn't we, JP? It's funny that everybody talks about him like he's flopped. And yet he's yeah. won La Liga and he's won the Bundesliga as well while he's been away from the Prem. So he's not been that shit, has he? And he was in the uh, Champions League. He won the Champions League with Munich as well, didn't he? Of course he did, yeah. He's done all right for himself, hasn't he? Yeah. Absolute baller. Um, absolute, absolute quality. And um, and yeah, and, and fair play to Villa for getting him. Villa just look, look at a team at the minute, don't they? Um, really, really good. And uh, obviously they stumbled a little bit um uh, at the weekend but still um still still looking like they're going to kick on especially if they get Luis Suarez in the summer that'll be exciting um see you back in the prem Andy Cal round us out with your sixth pick please my friend uh St Max man someone on the wing uh right winger good choice good choice should he be doing it at a higher level do you think oh he yeah if if Newcastle do go down which I don't think they will anymore mm-hmm. he will be out the door I I mean, give it another year or so, see where Newcastle are pushing next season with the money that they'll have to spend. But if they're not in Europe at the end of next season, I think he'll be gone. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Is he consistent enough? 
I don't know, but the, a lot of a lot of the the bit we're, we're in round six now, aren't we? Consistency's probably already been picked. He is a wild card, but he is talent, isn't he? He's just. Oh no, I mean, I mean, he's, for exci- on to he's a, exciting. Yeah. He no, he's exciting. definitely exciting, but I'm talking about moving on to a, a oh, higher yeah. level. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That's still, it's a little I, bit like um, is it uh, Chore uh, at Wolves, who's now at Barca? He lacks end product. Saint Maxman has more than end product. Sam Maxman's better than Traore. That that guy's a fraud. Like, yeah. Honestly, I've got I've got yeah just. Yeah, no. He's I don't done, know. He's done games on steroids, is what he is. I'm sorry, he's done, <laughs> that's what he is. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I, I don't rate him, and, and he's, he's stealing all of it. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I like Sam Maximan. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good choice. I thought he'd gone a bit sooner, if I'm honest. Um, and that rounds out round six. It's getting interesting now, lads. A lot of big names have gone. There is still some dangle is still in there. However, we've got to start thinking about positions now. When I, I think we probably agree that we've all been throwing names at a wall a little bit and seeing what sticks. Now you've got to start thinking about where you need somebody in your team. So Nick Finney, who's pick number seven? Speak for yourself, Paul. This um, this right. lack of uh, preparation <laughs> on my part is is making it very stressful for me right now. <laughs> oh, cheers, Nick. Just back up my point. <laughs> um, goalkeeper Martinez from Villa. Good shout. Very good player. Uh, is I he like suffering? Him. Is is he suffering from his own success? Are people are people set the bar so, a bit high from him for him, and now he's struggling a little bit to fulfil that potential? He'd gone stratospheric almost with um, you know, go, going from Arsenal to Villa, having that great season, then the uh, international level as well. He's been outstanding, but yeah, he seems to have quietened down a little bit. I, I suppose he's reached a, a very decent level very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, he's a very good and player. He's, and he's got he's he's the king of shithousery as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah he is. And and and, and, and he makes uh, Arsenal look stupid by selling him. So that's always yes. nice, isn't it? Because we all hate yeah. Arsenal. Um, Lewis Lawson, give me a pick number seven. <laughs> as you all say, we all hate Arsenal. I would like Ben White, please. That's a choice, isn't it? Mm. I, I honestly quality player. Another one, and I, obviously, I do like Ben White. There's a job for Arsenal, and we're talking yeah. about centre halves at minute. But we'll get you a game every week, get your points. Ben White. Yeah. yeah. What does, I, get, what's the table my, think? My my issue with Ben White is I hate footballers who tell you openly that they hate football and they don't know who they're playing from one weekend to the next. And and he did the thing that Andy Cole did, where he said he wanted to be called Benjamin White. Um, so that, that <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, how, how dare he want to be called his name? And that, <laughs> and that, and that, and that is the it's deal Sunday breaker now. for Matty Little. <laughs> don't I'm call sorry. a man by his name. He, no, he, he hates football and he's a professional footballer and he's been getting called Ben White for years. But then because he moves to Arsenal, no, actually it's Benjamin White. I'm oh, sorry, move to London, have you? Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Who was the other one? Was it Asuwe Koto? Benoit Asuwe Koto, he hated football. Yeah, that he hated football. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming right. <laughs> come and work at the bank with me then. Um, right, OK, so let's move on. So funny enough that you've said that, Lewis, Ben White's an interesting one because I too am going to round out my centre-half pairing alongside Raphael Varane. And I am the player that I think you would have picked when you said Arsenal because I think he's the... He's the baller in that centre-half pairing. It's Gabriel. 
silence again. Thanks, lads. No, no. We <laughs> oh, we're waiting for you to have a sing. We're waiting for you to sing the song. Oh, and he went quiet because I'm trying to work out how to put in my team now. Cross him <laughs> off and then put someone up. I, I think he's quality. I think he came um, with a lot of pomp. He, he hit the ground running, but then maybe fell away a little bit, didn't he? But again, now Arsenal are back in form and he's got some better players around him. Um, obviously, I don't give a crap who, who, who picks him. Uh, Tierney's already gone. White's already gone. I think if anyone's looking for a right back still, Tommy Asu is, is playing excellently. I think now that he's got better players around him, I think Gabriel's an absolute baller. I think he's quality. Yeah. I do, I do right. rate him. Thanks, Matty. Uh, right, so <laughs> with that, my friend, let's move on to you. Who's your seventh pick? Um, I don't think this guy's gone, but I'm a massive, massive fan of him. Uh, Tarek Lamptey. Um, he's not. He's not. We were talking about Lamptey, weren't we, JP? We were. Good choice for a right back, Matty. Yeah. I just think he he's he's definitely. Um, I think Chelsea missed the trick by letting him go to Brighton, but obviously he went in search of first team football. And given how well Brighton are playing and how he's performing in the big games, I think he can do it at that level. So if United like went for him. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed with that. I think he's great. I think he's a good player. Yeah. He, he was really good when he came on against us last night. Um, one thing I would say, he's not playing week in, week out at the moment, but me and JP were talking about it, weren't we? It's on, like, the he's returning from injury and that might be part yeah. of it. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a baller, though. I, I, I've got a lot of time for Lamptey. Um, good choice, Matty. John Cross. Who are you going for? Um, it was. I'm going to fill out my final striker position. It was between two people. I was looking at Timo Werner, but mm-hmm. I didn't want the uh, the silence because he's absolutely shit. So I'm <laughs> going to go for... Uh, I'm going Jamie Vardy because I know he's old, but he still does it. So He does. He he's, he's a goal He's a goal scorer that's going to compliment my assist, the assist to Bobby Firmino up front. Yeah. There's, not, there's, there's not a better pure goal scorer in the league, I don't think, still. I, th- I think in terms of his, his movement, his vision, his ability to get between the lines, his ability to free up space, and and, his, and, and, and he's still got a step on him at the time. Um, I mean, let's look. I mean, I know it's a good few years ago now, but look back at that season with Leicester. They didn't reinvent the wheel. It was just Danny Drinkwater pumping balls over the top, Vardy running on and absolute ice in his veins, slotting it past keepers. And he can still do it. I think it's a great choice, John. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but I, I'm surprised we've got to round seven before he got picked. No, agreed. Agreed. Great player. Great player. Good choice, John. And a bit of firepower up front. Neil Marshall, been furiously scribbling. Yeah, I'm going to finish off uh, my defence and go Connor Cody. Yep. Is he going to the World Cup? Um, With the ones you've reeled off previously, uh, he should. I don't know whether he'll get in ahead of other people, but if you look at the season that, that Wolves are having, I... I I don't see how you, you, Harry Maguire probably will go ahead of him or mm-hmm. will get picked ahead of him, but it's just a, an absolute crime. Yeah, he's a great uh, player. He's a great player. He's good for the pundits, isn't he? Yeah, he'll definitely be going one way or another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, I think the thing with Connor Cody though, um, I, we've said this before, JP, haven't we on podcast? Um, it's whether he plays in a three, doesn't he, at, at Wolves, and it's whether England are going to play with in a three. I think if they play with a three. I'd have him. I'd have him as a starter. Um, I just don't know whether. I'm not saying that he can't do it in a two. Absolutely not. But is he proven? I don't know. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. But a good choice and a great centre half. Uh, good choice, uh, Neil Marshall. Uh, John, pick up. Who's pick seven? 
Has Luca Dina gone yet? He has not gone, no. Well, he's going in my team, then. There he is. There he is. Um, uh, I'll, I'll bring Andy Callan in a second. Um, is that an absolute... Have they had Everton's pants down? John Pickup. I think so, yeah. 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 And Andy, how did you feel about that side, about that transfer? Luca Dean was going to be my next pick, so cheers for that, John. Um, <laughs> I don't, it's, it's weird in the fact that they, they seem to back Benitez and then sack him a few days later. However, from a business point of view, he was he's the wrong end of 20 we've then on a high high salary we've then used that money to bring in a new right back and new left back whenever with Everton the whole financial fair play thing is to be considered so from a business point of view it made a lot of sense but backing a manager, selling a player that you've had an argument with and then sacking the manager a few days later is nuts. <laughs> well, then the flip side of that is 18 months ago, he was your best player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he 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 definitely suffered from DCL's injury as well. Because yeah. Rondon is shit. So he had no one to put the crosses into. Yeah. And, then, and then Benitez was was asking or basically asking the whole team to defend rather than attack. So his his greatest strength is attacking and he he got nullified by his own manager, which is ridiculous. Very strange and, and one. Being late twenties as well, he's just entering his prime. So I know it's a a big money deal for Everton, but yeah, it just seems physical to let him go. But anyway. I think it's a strange one. We'll stay with you, Andy Carl. Round out round seven for us. Who is your seventh pick, sir? Uh, I'm going to go for my new Everton darling and uh, Donny van der Beek. He was amazing at the weekend and he can't believe he wasn't good enough for Man United. So I'm going to put him in partner Rice in midfield. That'll be uh, my midfield four sorted. Interesting. Matty, come to you from a Man United fan perspective. What's your um, Van der Beek? Like I, 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 I'm friends with a lot of Evertonians who were pleased with how he played. It's one of them things with Van der Beek where he's got seemingly all the attributes to be this midfielder that the performance showed that he could be on Saturday. But in every opportunity, and he wasn't given many, granted, in every opportunity that he was given, he, he, he wasn't that player. And in, he was culpable for a lot of goals that United conceded by not tracking his runner. And maybe under Lampard, who was a mid-central midfield maestro, he, he will flourish with somebody who knows the position and can kind of like turn him into that player. But for us, he just he wasn't that player. And he, he, we, need, we needed midfielders currently who can protect our leaky back four. And that's just not him. So, yeah. um, a, you know, a coup for Everton, but not, not what United were looking for. So Yeah, yeah. But interesting to see if he comes that, back in six months' time and, and can do it. Well, that's the thing. That I, Man United still have a lot of hope for him because they refuse to include a uh, an option to buy. So for Man United, it's win-win. If he has a good half a season at Everton, maybe acclimatise a bit more to the Premier League. He comes back into the team with a new manager in the summer or they've still got an asset there that they can sell. Yeah. 
Agreed, a hundred percent agree. And um, and and let's be fair, Everton Everton needed some reinforcements because it was it's been looking pretty dicey lately at Goodison. And uh, and yeah, he, he certainly looks like he might be able to make a difference. So good choice. And that is the end of round seven. Are we feeling, boys? No one, no one's getting tired yet, are you? I'm always tired, mate. I mean, I I have two young children, so I'm definitely tired. So, <laughs> I'll be put five, Rob. Uh, yeah, true. All right. Well, I'm tired as well, but I was trying. I'll have all that. I'll have all that between the rounds, if that's okay. Just yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll just give, give me a shout, little, myself. Little little buzz in between. Well, don't fall yeah. asleep quite yet because it's nearly your round eight pick. Before it is, it's Mr. Nick Finney. Who's the first pick of round eight, sir? I'm a little short on midfielders at the moment and struggling with my strikers, but apart from that, it's all good. So I'm going to go with Lucas Mora. Okay. I think he's a, a sturdy player for Spurs and, of course, he gave us our greatest moment ever in the history of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, winning a semi-final. Yep. I, um... Best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's a good player. He's a really good player. And, and maybe maybe he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean, he was... I mean, the thing that everyone forgets about Lucas Moura is he was a, he was a wunderkind. He was the hottest property in the world at one point. It was Man U in a tug of war with PSG to buy him. Didn't quite work out for him, and he's come to Spurs, and he's not the superstar there. Let's let let's be honest about it. But he's a great player. Fair, fair. Good choice, Nick Finney. Lewis, wake up. Oh, I'm back. Let's go. Um, I realise some. It's someone I've not picked, and I thought, oh, okay. it's because he hasn't played for City for a while. But when he does, and when he's in form, Gabriel Jesus, striker. Sort good of choice. for me, I think. Get him in. Choice. Yeah, good shout. He was going to be my striker choice. Yeah, I, I forgot all about him. I'm like, oh, God, Jesus, get him in. Quick. He was he was also going to be my next pick, because I've got in my oh. head, I've got in my head, I had Jesus, and I had another striker that I was thinking of, who I don't think, who I've been kind of holding off on. And I didn't think anyone was going to pick. And I still don't think they will. But um, I'm not going to risk it anymore. Because I definitely need a strike. I'm not going on my pick yet. So I'm going to look to the future. Now, this guy's a bulldozer. He's a throwback. And I absolutely love him. So my uh, my pick is going to be Armando Broja. Uh, Chelsea, obviously, on loan at Southampton. I think he, he just looks a player, doesn't he? Brilliant. It was literally my next one after Jesus. So well played. Quite Good yeah. move. Yeah, re- really liking what he's doing, and like mm-hmm. I said, he, he's, he's that old school. He like he puts himself about. He's strong. He's got a he's got a turn on him. He's got a touch on him, and he can hit. And I just think, yeah, I, I think he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a real player, and um, and yeah, I like him a lot. So he is going to lead my line, and that brings me on to Matty Little, pick eight, please, sir. Uh, for me, uh, Harvey Barnes. Um, I think Harvey Barnes has been outstanding for Leicester, considering. You know, they, they're kind of under fire a little bit with Rodgers, but I think he, he scores goals. Well, he certainly does against United. Put it that way. <laughs> um, and I, I just think he's, you know, he's he's probably the future of, of Leicester. But yeah, I, I'd go with Harvey Barnes. Excellent. Good choice. Yeah, no, no, not much else to say about Harvey Barnes. I like him a lot. I think he's he's going to come good and he can only get... How old is he now? He's early 20s? Yeah, still early 20s. Yeah, yeah he's got a lot about him. Uh, good choice. Good choice. John Cross. Pick number eight. I'm going to stick with Leicester, I think, and I'm mm-hmm. going to have a little bit. Of, I don't think James Madison's gone yet, has he? He's not. He's not. But I'm going to chuck him in there. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm a I'm a fan. I just 
The problem with J- with James Madison is he either turns up or he doesn't. So if he turns up, he's absolutely unstoppable. But he has quiet games, doesn't he? So he does. He does. He does. And and, and he's a great player and. Um, I, I think should be in the England squad on his day, but I agree with you, John. He's inconsistent. And I'll be honest, when you said Leicester and you said midfield, not to give it away for anybody else who's picking next, but he's not the one I would have picked. There we go. Anyway, Neil Marshall. I say I haven't picked a midfielder yet. So uh, for what you just said there, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with it yet. No, I'm going to no. go a uh, set piece specialist, Ward Prowse. Great player. What a player. We've um, got a lot of love for him, haven't we? We've got a lot of love for JWP. However, JP and I talk about this all the time. And and I'll put this out to the group for anyone who wants to answer. Is he at his level? I was going to say, actually, I think he need, Southampton do it all the time, don't they? They, they kind of produce these players or, or kind of... Did they hold on to them for too long? I don't know. I think you need to move probably in the summer. Yeah. Do you reckon? What about take, take, Where does take, he go? Take his... Go on, John. He can, he can come up here. He can come up here. Feel free. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll have, you'll have do, anyone. Do um, a Shelby swap deal. <laughs> Could you imagine John Joe Shelby at Southampton? Uh, go on. <laughs> with, with, with that South Coast climate, he'd burn. Uh, what were you saying, John? Sorry. Him and Romeo in midfield. They're <laughs> very oh, similar looking players. <laughs> Uh, John, what were you saying, uh, mate? Sorry, I was just going to say on on Ward Prowse, take his free kicks away, and what have you got? Like, yes, he can he can slot one into the top corner from thirty yards out every now and again, but how often does he do that? Yes, he's a phenomenal at that. Take that part out of his game, or take that one goal every three, four, five weeks away, and then he. I, I just think he's he, he turns to an average midfielder, in my I, opinion. I, that's a little bit harsh, to be honest. I think he, I think he makes that midfield tip for Southampton. I don't know what everyone else think. No, I agree with you, Rob. I think I, I was saying there recently to some friends that again I hate talking about them, but Liverpool are going to need a replacement for Henderson, someone who sits in and reads the game, and then he has that little bit extra with the with the dead ball. Mm. It's interesting. I, I, I don't know if, if I'd say I think he's at Liverpool standard. I mean, we always say, JP, don't we, that I think he's at his level. I don't think he's going to go anywhere yeah, else so. and necessarily set the world on fire. But I think he's so important to Southampton. I think that that team probably goes down without him. I think he makes everything. Everything goes through him. Um, but they, I think it's a good pick. But I take your point on board, John. You know, he, you know, he, he's definitely the, the set pieces is, is a big, big part of his game. Um, but but we like him. We like him at the podcast, and uh, and yeah, good to see him picked and in a team. Uh, JP, let's come to you, sir. Who's picked number eight? I'm gonna go for my uh, completed midfielder. Um, so I've got Kante in there, obviously, as the the ball winner. So I need a bit of a Rolls Royce in there. Um, I'm torn between two. Uh, the Leicester player that you mentioned is one of them, Tillemans. Um, so I'm gonna kind of throw a sandwich in between the homeless people and let them fight over it now. But yeah. I'm actually gonna go for Thiago from Liverpool because I think he's an absolute baller. I'm not really playing the fantasy football thing after this, but yeah, no. he has to go in the team. He's he's a Rolls Royce. Okay, question for you. Is the reason that he's in the eighth round pick a reflection that it's not really worked from at Liverpool? Or has uh, yeah, it worked from injuries injuries as well. Yeah, injuries, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's No, doesn't. no, he's, he hasn't shown what he's got yet, I don't think. Because he's quality, isn't he? What's everyone else think? Yeah. No one got an opinion on Thiago? Good. I thought, go. I thought he'd already gone. 
Is he not no. already gone? No. I thought he went early doors. No, Thiago no. Silva. Thiago Silva. Matty picked Thiago Silva. Ah, oh, right, okay. Thiago Alicantra. Uh, was definitely still available, but uh, no, and no one got no, no one no, gives a shit about Thiago. Are we moving on? <laughs> Good silence. We'll move on. Andy Cal, <laughs> right? Uh, round eight. Finish it off for us. Uh, right back, Tommy Asu at Arsenal. Didn't yeah. even know he was until a few weeks ago. He's actually yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair observation. He, he, I think when he came, people thought he was an absolute panic buy. Did he come from? Was it Bologna they signed him from? I think. Um, but yeah, but um, exactly. Yeah. Si- met, met by silence. Met by silence. Nobody really knew, and it looked like he was a bit lightweight and he wasn't going to do it. But he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's really good. Compliments Tierney on the opposite flank. Um, yeah, not a bad player at all. I think he's uh, good for an assist as well. Agree, agree. Yeah, good choice, good choice. Uh, right then, that is round eight. We're getting there, lads. We're moving. Uh, Nick Finney, let's keep rolling. Next yeah, ju- just on the Tommy Asu thing, Spurs were following him all through the summer, mm. and they decided to buy someone else as a right back instead. You you know who it is. And is he going in your team? Is that the big setup? No, it's Emerson Royale. I <laughs> know, that's what I mean. <laughs> Emerson Royale's he's, not going in anyone's he's team. He's not getting anywhere near my team. If, if anyone was kind of like low-key thinking to themselves, I could probably go with Emerson Royale as a cheeky round 10 right back. They're now no, thinking it's right. not worth the fallout. Yeah. Even Prince Andrew I, I, isn't as much hated as Royale. <laughs> as <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> to give you guys an idea of how good I am at fantasy football, Emerson Royale's in my fantasy football team. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you should have kept that to yourself, mate. I don't think we needed to share that piece of information. Uh, Nick Finney, come on then. Wait. Number nine. Um, I've, I've got my left back that I haven't filled in. Uh, Marcus Alonso. Hmm. Ciao. Yeah, good player. To go along so with us on the other side. I'm bored with that. Yeah, good move. Yeah, good player. Good player. Uh, Lewis, give us number nine. Uh, um, so, I'm going for, I'm going for Ollie Watkins. And you might all I just I just really enjoy I enjoy playing football and I think he should yeah just he's quality I love him oh, a bit of youth in there a bit of speed a bit of pace and like I said about Villa being sick as well so yeah, yeah no, I, no you're not hearing an argument out of me I, love uh, you, I know you're a big you're a big Watkins fan man, are you? I am I am <laughs> you, you, you know what big shout out to Sam Rumley who's probably the only person who's going to listen to this podcast he's the only one who's not on it that normally listens to it <laughs> but he's uh, he's from he's from Exeter down south oh, and Ollie yes. Watkins is an Exeter lad. So I remember Sam telling me all about Ollie Watkins five or six years ago before he went to Brentford. Was it Brentford he went to? Um, and uh, and yeah, and he's he's kicked on and I like him. I, I think he's got a lot about him. Um, yeah, good player, really good player. And and certainly in round nine, I think he's he's a solid. Oh, choice. he's a yeah. Great yeah, names though. Cool. Uh, right then, so I am going to finish off my strike partnership. So I can't have Gabriel Jesus to uh, partner Armando Broja. So I'm just going to bully teams and I'm going to have Mikel Antonio. Ciao. Sure. Uh, great player. And again, what, what, he was a left back a couple of years ago, wasn't he? And all of a sudden he's a pretty prolific striker. I, I think he, I think he's got everything about him. He's, he's, he, he can hit. Um, he puts himself he about. Wednesday, mate. Oh, yeah, player. He was at Wednesday, Wednesday wasn't, wasn't he? he? Of course yeah. he was. Sorry, Plittles, but absolutely fantastic player as well. So, yeah, all about that. Yeah, yeah. Like he it. is the most frustrating fantasy football asset. Of the <laughs> <season>. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's so much better, or he started so well, he has been shite for about yeah, he, he got three me months. Yeah, he got me Antonio, it's incredible. Leeds has been useless recently. Everything's going through Bowen now, though, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, but that's my that's my ninth pick. Matty, who's yours? Um, Somewhat controversial, uh, Pogba. I've got a question for you. A lot of silence there. But I, I, I don't think it was a kind of... I think it was more of a pensive... Ooh, no one's picked Pogba. In a different team, is Pogba world-class? Is it, is, it is it United or is it Pogba that's the problem? Do, do you know what? In in the Premier League, I don't think the he has the level of drive and intensity to be the player that he is for France because he's not surrounded by world-class players. Like, Kante wiping his ass for him. But in a different league where it's not as intense, like Par- like if he goes to PSG or he goes to Real Madrid, I reckon you see that player that we that we wanted him to be. So, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's the same thing that, like, the Messi argument, isn't it? Would Messi be the striker that he was if he came to, you know, if he came to the Premier League? And, you know, he's not doing it in France. So it's, but I think Pogba's got all the attributes to be that player, but not in, in an intense kind of environment as the Premier League. Yeah, and well, c- and certainly don't... not. Sorry, mate. I was sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I was going to say certainly not in a team like United that's going through an absolute state of flux, and there aren't quality players around, and there isn't a cohesion, and there isn't a, a clear kind of structure. That that just adds to the fact that he's he's not in the right place. Yeah, and and what I would even say is, even though he doesn't like, he isn't the player that we want him to be. Still, bags loads of goals and loads of assists, considering he's you know yeah. he's not he's not that player. So yeah. he, he he's kind of a luxury player to have, but you can you obviously like obviously a big United fan like myself, you can see what he adds when he comes back in because since he's come back, you know from injury we have started using him yeah. and he and he does play better and he does make things happen. It's just that he's you know we he's not he, he's not as consistent as we want him to be. And, and and that's and that's always been the issue with him. But in terms of fantasy football scoring wise, and in terms of the player that he can be on his day, you know, I'm I'm putting him alongside Fernandez in the middle. Yeah, yeah. United midfield, I like it. Good choice. Uh, John Cross, number nine. What from you? Uh, it's getting tough now, isn't it? Mm. I think uh, is anyone whoever's keeping tabs of this. Have I got? One midfielder and two defenders. So you, sir, let, let's give you a bit of a check. You've got David De Gea in net. Ben Chilwell's your left back. You've got Virgil Van Dijk at centre half. Yeah. You've, you're missing a right back. You're missing another centre half. You've got Jamie Vardy and Bobby Firmino up top, with Madison in the middle, with Raheem Sterling and Jared Bone on the wing. So you're after a centre mid, a centre half, and a right back, mate. Right. I'm gonna go. I'll go. Me right back now. Then um, there is a guy at Spurs that is all right, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'll let him I'll let someone else pick him because I'm yeah. not I'm not yeah. selfish like that. Uh, I'm gonna go Matty Cash at Villa. Good choice. Player. Good player. What's everyone else's thoughts on Mr. Cash? Oh, so- solid, solid player and performing well under under Gerard as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, decent. 
decent yeah. decent show, especially this late on. Um, I'm just desperate for someone to pick Emerson Royal, if I'm honest. <laughs> He's not getting picked. Just, just just for fear of just the absolute horror show that would ensue in terms of bullying around the table. Um, Neil Marshall, give us a pick nine, Emerson Royal. No, I don't need it. I don't need him. He can. He wouldn't make the team. Um, I don't think he's gone yet, but I'll take uh, Saka from Arsenal. Yeah, Bayo Saka. Yeah, no, he's not, and it's a great choice. Um, has uh, he yes. has ha, ha, has he kicked on since the Euros? I th- I think with everything that happened at them, he has. Uh, I think you know he went straight back in. I think he'll be an important player for the World Cup as well. I mean, Mark, he had a slow start. He's, he? come, he's come in, hasn't he? He's, he's come into some kind of form over the last sort of 10 games. John, John's point's a good one. That's the exact same thing that I was going to say, John. Um, he, he needed looking after, and, and I think it's probably the right thing that yeah. he's, may, he's, he's maybe been rotated, kept out the limelight a little bit. Um, but he's he's, a, he's such a good player, and he's an honest lad as well. He just he looks like he wants the ball. He looks like he wants to take players on. Um, he tracks back. He can play anywhere on the pitch. He, he looks like he wants to play for Arsenal. And let's not forget the importance of the likes of him and Smith Rowe com- coming into that Arsenal team when they were in a real state of flux. When the when your Jackers and your Obama Yangs were just walking a paycheck without really caring about the badge, and they showed them up. And they and and it's it's obvious that those young lads. Um, alongside a couple of other young players, came in into training with hunger and desire and wanting to play, and they showed those six-figure salary players up. And that is a big part of, I believe, Arsenal's turning form. Yeah, agreed. Fair point. Um, good choice, Neil. JP, who are you going for, mate? I'm going to complete my strike for us, and I'm torn between about four players. Um, but just based on raw talent and taking away any injuries, I'm going to go for Danny Ings. I think he's still a bowler. Um, he just he's just had unlucky with injuries. Yeah, yeah. He he looked he, it looked like a great signing, didn't it? Um, he he, he had a, he had a good run of not getting hurt when he was at Southampton, and he was bagging for fun. But it's just not quite happened, has it? It started well, didn't it? And then he got injured. Like we said, would happen. And yeah, he's not really played much since. Yeah. Any other Danny Ings fans in the room? What do you reckon? Has he got it or is he just a crock? I think he's great. He just gets injured too much. I would have had him at Spurs as a, a backup to Kane if we'd had the chance to get him. Yeah. Yeah, he knows where the goal is, doesn't he? And he works so hard. Yeah. He's, 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 he's got a bit as well. He's yeah. got an assist in there as well. He's like, you know, the complete player, but he just can't stay fit. Yeah. yeah, he was damaged. Was it? Did he go to Liverpool? Yeah, don't. Yeah, he was damaged there, weren't he? Because he was there as the next big thing. Didn't quite work out for him, and then I think it's taken him a bit of time to to build back up. Mm. Yeah, but he'd had three knee ligament injuries within three years uh, between Bournemouth and Burnley, and then he did one at Liverpool as well. So he's had four, four ACL they, um, injuries. They, they, they loved him Mad. at Liverpool, though. Did the Copites loved him? They, they 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 really liked him. They were they were good. They were. I think they wanted it to work out. I think, and that's yeah. a reflection of Matty's point that you know he works hard and he puts himself about. I think fans warm to him, and, and you'll probably say the same, JP, from when he was at Burnley. Like he, he he's he's one of those players that you like to watch because he looks like he gives a shit. Yeah, and and like you say, he's got a bit. So Liverpool fans would like that. You know, he's he's definitely got the ability to to back it up the work out as well. You just yeah. can't stay fit. 
Agreed. Andy Cal, round out, round nine for us. Uh, Sinchenko's not been taken, has he? Left back. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. What's wrong with Sinchenko? I mean, I need a left back. What's wrong with Sinchenko? Mate, I don't know. Am I, am I being too harsh? Is Zinchenko good? I mean, he looks like mm. Kevin De Bruyne, so he must be good. I'm going to say you've got his dad in your team. Yeah, his missus is fit, to be fair. That's kind of all I know about him. I mean, I think he had a better season last season than he's having this season. But, yeah, I think he, he does a job. Mm. Yeah, as, as, as he suffered, is he... Uh, um, an unexpected uh, victim of the um, of the Mendy situation, because I think that. <laughs> oh, hang on! No. <laughs> I think you need to rephrase that. No, no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that Mendy's had a go at him or on him or anything. No, what I'm saying is, like, it Mendy. Not but you being... can't confirm that he hasn't. No, I don't. Well, I can neither confirm or deny those rumours because it might it might impede the trial. But no, the point I'm making is that he um, Cancelo flexibility in moving from left to right back and basically playing every single game and not being a victim of Pep Roulette. I know we didn't play last week, so that's going to make me look stupid. But the point I'm making is Cancelo came to the forefront a lot because of Mendy's uh, discrepancies. So, and not being in the squad anymore. And I just think that that's meant that Cancelo's made himself probably the best left back in the league and Zinchenko doesn't get a sniff. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I say, last season he was Sinchenko was playing most weeks. Um, he, he he was a good fantasy player as well. He was getting a lot of assists in that, if I remember right, the last season. But yeah, this season Cancelo is it's head and shoulders above him. He went well early in, in the bit <laughs> yeah. that you'd expect. Yeah. Um, and this is what so, you yeah. and this is what you left with. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, every other left back that I'd written down has got taken so he's a he's a Premier League winner happy days yeah there you go take him and and round out the round um let's keep moving boys round 10 Nick I, I'm still reeling from the from the uh, the victim claim <laughs> right no you, 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 you've that. taken my words out of context <laughs> I, I have not implied that there have been dressing room abuse going on let's just move on let's move on next let's minute, move on round 10 <laughs> save okay. yourself has the new boy at liverpool been taken louis diaz he's, diaz. Not, no. he's not can i have him because i've got a very fluid midfield strike force then mm-hmm. of course you can he looks a player doesn't he he does from the glimpses i've seen obviously the reason he's there already is because spurs showed an interest and liverpool had to move for him so we Shot ourselves in the foot yet again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, what's everyone else reckon? I mean, we've not seen a lot of him. Does anybody watch Portuguese football? Any Porto fans know much about Diaz? I was going to say it's a slightly left field pick, isn't it? For saying he's already declared, but uh, yeah, he, he looks decent. And obviously, if Spurs and Liverpool are in for him, then he's got to have some. I've yeah. seen a YouTube video on him, so he's obviously brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. And that's what Spurs used to scout players most of the time, anyway. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, Lewis, who's picked 10 for you, mate? Right, so, based, this is based purely on what I think he could be, given time and given the, given the kind of love he deserves. And you might be able to tell me different because you're a United fan, but Jim Sancho, I expect a lot of him 
And, I, and obviously, the Bundesliga has been incredible. That the Bundesliga up got the pace for the Premier League. It doesn't seem to be able to show it in the Premier at the minute. And you know, again, you tell me, I've not seen him play, but just sort of based on raw talent, I win Jaden Sancho. Uh, mate, I thought I'd stole around ten right winger because I, <laughs> I, I, I I need a winger and um, and and I wanted him. Um, he's he is showing glimpses. Uh, again, JP, we talked about it, didn't we? He, he, he's showing glimpses, and Matt, you'll back me up. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he had a stuttering start, um, but he's a player. And one thing that I think is going to um, stand him in good stead. And I'm not going to go into it any level of detail because I keep putting my foot in my mouth. But Greenwood not playing, stop talking, <laughs> um, means that we've got less choices in the wings. And Rashford is off the boil, and there's clearly something wrong with him, which means that he's probably the one that's going to be rotated with Alanga because um, Ranić's got a lot of time for Anthony Alanga, um, which I think means that one of those wing berths is going to be dedicated to Jadon Sancho in the coming weeks, months, rest of the season. So I think he's going to get a chance to, to show what he's worth. And he's a player. He's a player. Do you like him, Matt? I do. Um, I, I think over the last three, maybe four games, I think, as you say, he's kind of kicked on a little bit. He's... Got, he seems to be more confident when he's running at players and he, he keeps getting chances and he's either you know scoring or, or getting very close to scoring and forcing a decent save out the keeper. So I think, yeah, I definitely think he'll kick on from now. Nice one. So oh. I've, I've, I've had a little bit of a panic. Very good choice, Lewis, I think, for a round 10 pick. Um, there's not going to be many £70 million players left, is there? And, um, and I think you've... <laughs> I think you might have stole a bargain, although it is a reflection of the fact that he's had such a stuttering start. So um, I'm not going to go for my right winger now because I'm going to have to think and, and kind of reshape who I went for. So I'm going to go for my my left back um, because I need one and everyone's panicking about left backs because he's been the position that everyone's forgot about. And um, I know he I know he's he draws different opinions, but um, I, I'm going to have to go with with one of our boys because on his day, I think he is, he is a good player and I can't believe he's not been picked. And that's Luke Shaw. Yeah, no, I, I do rate Shaw. He's just he's 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 going through the same thing that Maguire is going through in terms of. I mean, okay, he's had a slightly better season than Maguire, but not by much. Mm. Um, I just think he's out of form. I think him and Maguire are suffering the hangover from from the from the tournament, from the Euros, and 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 I I think maybe Luke Shaw can get back to being the player that he was, but Harry Maguire, I'm not so sure. He just looks nervous, whereas Luke Shaw just looks like he's trying too hard. Mm. So uh, ho- hopefully he will, because I, I like Luke Shaw as well. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Luke Shaw? Is is he crap or? I mean, as a non-United fan, I mean, Matt and I have have probably got rose tinted glasses. We we've, we've wanted him to be good for six seven years now, um, and he is inconsistent. And you talk about you know he's out of shape, and then he gets injured, and then he and then, he, and then Jose Mourinho has to apparently talk him through the entire game and. There's so many negative points, but then he scores a goal in a Euros final and he looks unplayable. What do other people think about him? Mate, he's a fantasy asset. He has been for years. He's always done me well in fantasy. I'm, I'm a massive Sean Aldo fan. He's great. <laughs> I've um, Yeah, no, good, good. I like Sean Aldo as well. Anyone else? Anyone think he's, he's, he's shite? No, I, I think he starts at left back for England. Yeah. Yeah, Chilwell's injured, yeah. No, there's an argument, even when Chilwell's fit. Yeah. He's, he's proven to do it. He's Yeah, I, I think to come back from such a serious injury as well, um, he's, yeah, I, I think he's uh, still decent. He's just not having the best of season. He's definitely got the, the Euros hangover. Yeah, agreed. 
Okay, and cool. United being shite. And United are <laughs> shite. Yeah. Fair yeah. observation, Matty. Let's come to you then. Who's pick number ten for you, mate? So going for uh, my left winger, uh, but I'm going to go for somebody who's more of an inverted left wing forward. But I, re- I reckon he could do a, a job as a standard left winger, and that's Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good player, uh, still young, um, shows glimpses of being the replacement uh, for Hazard when he when he wants to. But he's definitely got loads of ability, um, you know, and, and he impresses me most times when he plays. Did he did he come with too much hype? Do you think? Yeah, I think I think they were looking for the next, you know, Eden Hazard, and I think the pressure was on him there. And it's like the Sancho thing, isn't it? You come from you come from Dortmund, and you come from a league where you've been tearing defenses a new arsehole, and there's an expectation. But I think like our, our current like manager Ragnick said it, you know. You, you don't expect teams to be as tactically astute as they are lower down in the table. Whereas, you know, if you're playing for Dortmund or Munich or, you know, one of the other teams, Leipzig, that are, that are up there normally, um, you know, they can, they can kind of phone in a result here and there. Whereas mm. in the Premier League, anybody can beat anyone on any, any given day. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's that expectation coming from that type of league to perform week in, week out against teams that, you know, have a, a methodology and 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 as tactically astute, and I think that's too you know too much of an expectation for them to adapt quickly. Yeah, no, it's it's a fair, it's a fair point. But the Yanks love him, don't they? He's second coming of Christ, if you ask an American soccer yeah. fan. Um, I, I think you can file him under Danny Ings that he's got all the ability in the world, but he's he's just that injury prone. Yeah, elastic yeah. hamstrings. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, uh, but good choice. I think, again, another one strange that he's been left came with a lot of hype and maybe not quite fulfilled it, but he's definitely got potential, Matty. Um, John Cross, give us number 10. Number 10, for me, I'm going to go in my midfield, finish that off. Um, playing on the right, I'm going to go Connor Gallagher. Hmm? don't think he's gone yet, has he? No, he hasn't, no. Potential for the future. Yeah. Having a good season. Like, coming of age this season, so... You'd like to think he'll kick on from it this season and move forward. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Palace are having a great season, aren't they? And and I think he's he's quite talismanic in that in that midfield. Um, he's got a goal in him. He's got assist in him. Um, he look he looks the real deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Connor, not much more to say about Conor Gallagher. Good player. Good choice. Um, Neil Marshall, pick ten. Yeah, it's uh, slimming down very rapidly now, isn't it? Yeah. I thought I'd, I thought I'd stolen uh, Sancho as well, so he's gone off the list. I don't, I don't think Jorginho's gone. Yeah, so I'll have him finish off me midfield, well, me centre midfield. Interesting one with Jorginho, isn't it? In, 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 in with a shout for the Ballon d'Or. He's a Euros winner. He's a Champions League winner, but nobody thinks he's any good. Well, I'd, I'm not sure it, about that. No, but uh, well, okay. There's, there's, there's uh, eight of us on this call, seven of us on whatever there is on this call. We're doing a, we're doing a round table for the Premier League, best Premier League players. We're in, we've picked eighty odd players already. So what you would imagine is the eighty best players in the Premier League, and Jorginho, who is apparently the third best player in the world, has not been picked by any of us. So you, 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 you can sit here and say. Oh no 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 he's good he's this he's that 
but no one's picked him yet. Neil's picked him in his round 10 pick towards the end of round 10. So there's obviously something about him that people don't rate. Well, Is yeah, he... I, I guess so. But it's not us saying he's not any good. He's just, there's eight better players. It's why we've all got shit jobs and we don't manage football teams for a living. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, is he, again, is he a, a player that's tarred by Sari? Because he was very much Sari's man when he came in, wasn't he? Mm. And I mean, I, I, I don't know how the Chelsea fans really think about him. You're right. He he was shortlisted for Ballon d'Or, Champions League winner, winner Euros winner. But yeah, and I just think that it was the case of he was Sari's man. People hated Sari. So I don't know. He doesn't quite get the respect that he clearly deserves. And yeah. his penalties are annoying. <laughs> yes, there is. There is that. <laughs> any any other thoughts on Jorginho? I feel like it's the most, that's the most exciting. I've got, I've had like two whiskeys. So that's why my voice probably went up a little bit. But any other thoughts on Jorginho? I, I just personally think he plays like, um like he, he almost plays a bit boring. So he's not like your flair player midfielder. He doesn't try and beat a man like Kovacic. He doesn't. You don't see him buzzing around like Kante. He just like he just seems to arrive, play a sideways pass, and then that's it. Mm. But obviously, there's more to his game than that. But it kind of seems like that's all he does. So it's it's like the Claude Makélélé thing, you know. Like everybody looks back and thinks, actually, wow, no, he was a great midfielder when Chelsea were winning Premier Leagues, but with Jorginho, there's, there's no respect on his name at all, is there? Mm. Do, you th- do you think he's like a Carrick or a Henderson, that as time passes, people will start realising, hang on, he does pull the strings in, he does make us tick? Yeah, I was going to say that. Maybe, I was going to yeah. say that, because I nearly picked Henderson for the same reasons. that The, the duo, again, goes back to the point I was making before, but it's it's the boring stuff. Mm. So it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably playing in positions where if you don't hear anything of them or they don't speak about them in the game, then it's a good thing because they've done nothing wrong. Um, you know, and it, like you said, Michael Carrick was exactly the same. Yeah. Probably didn't, you know, once once they were finished, they realised how important they were to the actual team. Henderson, oh. same for Liverpool, probably, you know, took a good few years. Yeah, it took a good few years as a United fan for me to realise what Carrick was worth. Absolutely. It was only when he was into his 30s that I was like, OK, yeah, no, it makes sense now. Interesting one, good debate, but he's gone now, so no one can have him. JP, pick number 10. I've just got two centre-halves left, so it's not like me to leave the defenders to last, is it? Oh, absolutely um, not, mate, no. And, and all the best ones have gone, so I'm kind of scraping the barrel a little bit. But I, th- I think this guy's um, an attacking threat, and uh, and he's part of one of the best defences in the league at the minute. So, uh, Romain Sachs from Wolves. Yeah, good player, good player. Yeah. He's a good player, and you and, and I agree about he's an attacking threat. He's um he, he's he's good he's good on attacking corners as he is he is defending corners. So yeah, good choice, good choice, and part of a like you said a very solid defence from a Wolves perspective. Andy Cal, let's round out round ten so we can get to these final picks. Torn between two Everton strikers because I can't think of anybody else. I'm going to go with Richardson. I feel like he would work better with Lukaku. Yeah. 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 Nothing, no, 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 no argument for me. I like Richardson. He's just, he's just a bit petulant, isn't he? When it's not yeah. going for him, he, he, he's, he, he's nowhere. But on his day, he's quality. 
Yeah, and I must admit, despite having him in my team, I did enjoy this weekend that the goal went to Anthony Gordon and not mm. him. I just that just made me smile because of his <laughs> petulance. But um, yeah, I could have done with the fantasy points. But yeah, like you say, Rob, he is quite petulant, and you can just imagine him how he reacted to that in the uh, in the dressing room after. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But but he is he is good, mercurial, talismanic, whatever you want to call him on his days. Got something about him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's good enough for Brazil. Um, mm. I feel like it will be the last season we'll see him in the Premier League, especially if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid. I reckon. I mean, Neymar. Neymar's a good mate of his. I reckon PSG might come calling. Mm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's like Neymar level or anything like that, but or yeah. Mbappe replacement level. I just feel like he's he's someone they'll look at and think, yeah, we can afford to get him for 60, 70, 80 million. Yeah. And and, and you'd bite the hand off, surely he's an Everton. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, as I was talking about earlier with uh, Luca Dean, Everton's financial position, financial fair play. We need the money to invest. Paid 40 odd million, sell him for or double that money. That can be reinvested. Yeah, no, good point. Right, well, that's round 10 done. Let's get this over with, lads. Let's get pick 11 out. Nick Finney, who's rounding out your team? Well, given my research at half eight, I was going to go with Tom Brady from um, <laughs> whatever American Very football good. team he used to play for, the Patriots or something. But I've, I really need a defensive midfielder, but this team's never going to play anyone, and I could just have loads of attacking midfielders. So I'm not, I'm sort of torn. Um, I'm going to go with Calvin Phillips, mm-hmm. if he's still around. He is still around, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's a great, I think he's a really good player. I'm surprised it took yeah. around 11 for him to go. Well, he was one of those that no one really noticed him other than Leeds fans until he started playing for England, and suddenly he was, yeah, everyone's, everyone's knows knows who he is now. Yeah, keeping some more established players out of the England team as well, and him and Rice exactly. have got a really good partnership. Interesting. Interesting. Good choice. Good choice. That rounds out your team. We'll summarise it in just a moment. Before we do, Lewis, I need an 11th pick from you. Just remind me, mate, has uh, Laporte gone? Yes. Then I will have Nathan Aki, please. Centre off. I mean, I, again, quality player, just subject to old, uh, old uh, roulette, isn't he? Is, is, is he subject to Pep Roulette? Do, does he play enough? To say that he's subject, or because he's firmly fourth choice, isn't he? I think he's quality. I think he's absolutely quality. Nathan Aki is meant to Bournemouth, you know, quality at Bournemouth, and they bought him for a reason. And I, I, I think you say he's fourth pick, but is he fourth pick because he didn't get enough games? He didn't get enough games because he's fourth. He's one of them, and it's the uh, it's a downward spiral for him. If he went somewhere else, he'd be first choice anywhere in Premier League. Yeah, I'm going to say that. He, he goes he goes into any other team in the league. But oh, I'd have, he is, I'd have met United. He is fourth choice. He is yeah, fourth I'm, choice at City. I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way, shape or form questioning his ability. I think he's a great centre-half. He's, he's mobile, he's quick, he can move. Um, He's decent in the air. He's, he's a decent attacking threat getting forward as well. He, he can pass out from the back. I like him. I, I just... I, it's hard to ever say that going to Man City and winning loads of Premier League titles is a bad move for somebody. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if from a personal perspective, if he's maybe not seen in the light that he should be seen because yeah, he's a full choice centre-back. Right. Yeah, he's hidden away, isn't he, in the, in the squad, which is sad because, he, you know, like I said, he'll go into any other team. It's just because of, the city is so deep with that squad. He can just sit on bench and, and, and wager whether he wants to or not. That's what's happening to him. 
But, but still, still a good player and rounds out your team well. I am so. loving my eleven, by the way. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah, it's solid. Uh, I'll tell you what, Strong. Got this. You're, you're going to love it even more on social media tomorrow when JP puts them all into nice little lineup graphics. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's when that, that's when it's happening. So I'm going to round out my team. And again, probably a reflection of um, form, the club he's playing for um, and, and all that stuff as to, as to why he's not been picked yet. Um, but I still can't believe he hasn't based on, on pure talent. Um, he, I need a right winger. He's probably more on the left hand side, but he's going to have to maybe switch up with Zaha. Um, but Marcus Rashford hasn't been picked yet. And, um, and I think he's probably head and shoulders above in terms of ability. Any of the players that are left. Um, in that position. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Marcus okay. Marcus Rashford. Any thoughts on what's happening with him? Yeah, you, you, you're putting your best, aren't you, being the fan and everything. But it's such a sad thing if he's not... Because he's quality, Rashford. Absolutely quality. But, like, I watched him... I don't know who we playing, but I watched a, a, a video of, like, his first touch. He took his touch his ball, and instead of just kicking like he used to do instinctively... He took a look, he looked where the, where, the, where the goal was to his round him. I thought, that's not Rashford, that. Mm. He would have instinctively taken that first shot. It'd have gone in the net. Like, but I don't know, what is it confidence or something that made him take a look before he did it? And I thought, like, you know, what's causing that? Is it, is it game time? Is it, is it manager? Is it the team he's playing around? But on his days, he's world class. Absolutely brilliant player. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so, uh, Matty, let's come to you. Who's so, your last pick going to be, my friend? I, I needed a striker, and I hate this guy, um, but he scores goals, um, and he's he's part of a bloody, you know, probably over or overperforming Brighton side. But I'm going to go for Neil Mopay. Interesting. Interesting. He is a shit house anymore. He, he is. He yeah, is a shit. he really is. But he's he's scoring goals this year, um, and I need and I needed somebody who's up there. So. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. U- Uzi play up top with. Are you playing up top with Jota? Yeah, yeah. Mm, so you, so you've you've got a bit of class and movement around him. You just need someone to stick the ball in the net, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. He's what well, I saw that isn't he on the verge of becoming the top Premier League goalscorer of all time? Yeah, no, he uh, is. He's about to pass Glenn Murray. That's esteemed. I think he did it, didn't he? Did he? Did he, did he level uh, with him? Yeah, week? maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe. And he's one off passing him. Yeah, because he didn't score against us. And I think that's what they were saying. But um, but yeah, he's um, he, he's a player. He, he's a player. He, he he's got a goal in him. I, I see why you picked him out of the strikers that are left in the league. I don't think it's a bad choice, Matt, to round out the team. Um, right, good one. So uh, John Cross. Really tough. Off. I need a cent. I need a I need a centre back. So um, I was going to pick Ake actually. So thanks, Lewis, mm-hmm. for that. Uh, John Stones was gone, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, still getting you in there, even if he's not even really the league. Eh? Still getting sure. it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I'm gonna go for Soyuncu at Leicester. Okay. Scraping barrel a little bit, but he's mm. all right. He is all right, but is it? Um, is he better than Johnny Evans? If you're gonna take a Leicester centre off. Obviously, you think so because you picked him, but I don't know. I just, I, I just get the feeling that Soyuncu had all this hype because Maguire left, and it was like, well, Maguire's shit anyway, which turns out was correct. But it was like, oh, well, we've got Soyuncu and he's better. And then it was like, is he? Like, hmm. I think if I'm honest, I lean towards him because was it last season in FPL that he was, he had that goal threat element to his mm. as well. He scored four or five goals, didn't he? And he, he was decent for FPL, so probably that is, is 
me leaning me towards him, but it means Great. absolutely nothing. It's bomb at barrel. Neither of them can dis- defend a set piece. Let's be honest. So it's, no, yeah, well, it doesn't. You, you clutch at the straws, I think. Either well, way, if you're picking a Leicester centre half, though, everyone's forgot about Fafana, haven't they? Because he's been injured for so long, but he looked an absolute ball. I tell you what, I do like. I like Vestergaard when he mm. was at Southampton, and he's at Leicester yeah. now. Anybody, he, he hasn't done much, has he? But he's just no. huge. I figured. Van Dijk and Vestergaard at the back, that'd be pretty scary, wouldn't it? But well, why have you picked Van Dijk and Soyuncu then? Because I've just remembered that and I've already locked in Soyuncu <laughs> now, so we'll just we'll just go with Soyuncu. <laughs> to be fair, there's a, there's a pair of bayonets there, isn't there? There's some two cracking hairstyles mm. with them two. Absolutely. <laughs> That's definitely the better pick. Absolutely right. Okay, thank, thanks, John, and thanks for sticking to your guns with your first pick. Um, Soyuncu is locked in for you. Neil Marshall, who's rounding out your team? Technical yeah. problems there. Um, it is. Falling I asleep, have you, Neil? It's getting late. <laughs> it, it's way past my bedtime. Um, the, I think I've got a, a right wing I've left if I've worked it out. And there's someone I could so, pick. But do, you want me, do, you, do you want me to talk you through your team at the minute? No, so, I think I've wrote it down, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, obviously I could do a Warby, but I'll leave him for a JP. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. JP loves a bit of Alex and Warby. Go on. The only one I can think of that hasn't been picked would be uh, Ben Rama from West Ham. Ah, good choice. Uh, Falling away a little bit, probably again another victim of the Jared Bowen success, but he had a cracking start to the season, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Again, if he did hit consistency appropriately, I think he's a good player. Um, But again, like you say, I think they come up with a bit of a... Who was he at before West Ham? In the, Brentford, champ- in the championship, it? yeah. Yeah, so. another Brentford one. Yeah, another, but he was part of that three, wasn't he? And what? because I couldn't think of anybody else. So there no, it's, go. good. Yeah, it's a good choice. I like I like Saibin Rama. Uh, JP, who's finishing off your team? I just like the fact that Neil listens and he's referencing past podcasts. Um, Thanks, Neil. Uh, you, you know, you've got, to, you've got to get through the long runs in some shape or form, haven't you? So <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, this is going to be one hell of a long run, then, this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna put my claret tinted glasses on, so uh, I'm going to go for Ben Mee as my last centre-half, and, yeah, fuck out in 10 years of the club. I Legend. cannot I cannot believe that Maxwell Cornet is not playing centre-half for you, um, given your weird level of affection towards him. Um, I've got, this I've got a, a new hero now in Wakehurst, so it's right. Oh yeah, you, you love Vegos, don't you? Um, I've got a, a, we, well, we talk about this all the time, but you love Ben Mee, and it, you, you, Ben Mee's the one for you that leads the line and that is the important one. But everyone outwardly looking in at Burnley raves about Tarkovsky. Yeah, they do, um, and, and quite rightly, I, I think uh, he, when he leaves Burnley in the summer, he'll go back into England contention. Um, uh, but yeah, for me. Ben Mee has, has created a number of centre-halves that have gone on to bigger and better things. Michael Keane being another one. Mm-hmm. Andy might not agree with that, but um, but yeah, he's uh, he's just a stalwart. He's you know a, a role model off the pitch as well. So yeah, legend. City Youth Academy though, so he can go fuck himself. Um, but no, good player. <laughs> um, Andy Carl finishes off strong. I'd just like to say Michael Keane has gone on to bigger and better when it comes to the club, but God, he's inconsistent. Um, a lot of really good centre-backs named, and I could steal some very good ones. 
but I wrote this guy's name down a while ago. I like him. I don't know why, especially because he plays for the red shite. But Joe Gomez, he when he came on the scene, he was brilliant. He's had his injuries. He doesn't slip down the pecking order a little bit at Liverpool, but I just like him. I don't know why. So Gomez is my uh, my last centre back. Yeah, no, 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 no arguments from me. He looked like he was going to be the one, didn't he? And yeah, he struggled a bit of injury, but yeah, he's he's a player, and 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 again, probably a reflection of the fact that he he's not getting back in the team, um, because Matip's so amazing, um, and Kanate, of course, um, but uh, but no, he's a great player, he's a great player, right? So just thank you so much, lads, for sticking with us. We're an hour and forty minutes into this recording, um, but I'm just going to finish us off by asking how you feel about your teams. So Nick Finney. I'm going to come to you first, sir, if that's okay. We've got Emi Martinez in goal. You've got Marcus Alonso, uh, Aspilicueta as your fullbacks, with Ruben Diaz and John Stones as your centre-halves. Midfield four of uh, Lucas Moura, uh, Luis Diaz, Calvin Phillips, and I assume Sun Heung-Min. Bernardo Silva with Sun Heung-Min and Mo Salah up front. Out of ten, Nick Finney, how are we feeling about that team? I'll give that a seven, I think. I, I'm very tired and emotional at this point in the evening. Mm, yeah, um, understandable, understandable. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, that was quite exciting. Yeah, th- thanks, mate. It's, it, it's certainly got the pacemaker going, hasn't it, mate? Uh, Lewis, moving on to you. Uh, strong back four. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Trent and, and, uh, and Andy Robertson. Uh, centre-halves, Nathan Ake. And ooh, uh, Ben White, yeah, interesting. We've got Aaron Ramsdale, Mounts in there. Rafinha's in there. Uh, Gundogan's a good shout. Ollie Watkins, Jen Sancho, and Gabriel Jesus are on that team. Is that team winning you another fantasy football Premier League title, Lewis? Uh, oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Can I just add something, though? If anyone owning uh, Diego Joe, he's just suffered an ankle ligament injury, so he might be out for a bit. Oh, so, my right. fantasy team, my real fantasy team is knackered, mate. So, I'm actually hoping this one does better now. It's mm. uh, many injuries. But, you know, that's all right. I, I mean, obviously, I was struggling with a few of them centre halves, and so, some of the midfielders were not being taken, but. That's Sancho pick, man. He's going to become good. I feel like he's going to come good. So I'm happy with it. Looking forward yeah. to it. I like it. I like it. Matty, uh, apart from Jota, <laughs> which Lewis just, Lewis just set you up with. We've got Jose Sarri net. Tierney, great pick. Lamptey, great shout. Chelsea centre-half purring. Rudiger, Silva. Okay, we've gone for Mope, but a steal up top. But you've still got that classy Man United purring of Pogba and uh, Bruno Fernandes. How are you feeling about that team? To be fair, the only one who makes me sick that I had to pick him was Mope. Uh, yeah. But I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. Yeah, the the, the rest of it. I'll, I'll go. I'll give myself. Uh, yeah, about seven, seven out of ten. You're all being conservative, apart from Lewis, who's just said he's going to win the league. Um, John Cross, you've got Big Virgil at the back. David the in net. <laughs> ben Chill was there. You've resisted the urge to put Emerson Royale in the team. Instead, you've got Matty Cash. Uh, Bobby Firmino's up top with Jamie Vardy. That's a Premier League legend centre-half pairing. Both got Premier League winners' medals. How are you feeling about that team? Yeah, I think it's all right, that. It's, yeah. uh, the um, the defence is probably a bit weak, but I was running out of players. Probably should have put Royale in, but... You'll live to regret it. But you've got Big Virgin. He, he plays on the back four on his own, doesn't he? You don't need anybody else. Exactly. Uh, Neil Marshall, some big names at the top of that at the top of that list: Cancelo, Mane, Ronaldo, Kieran Trippier, and then we've also got we've got Jorginho again, third place in the Ballon d'Or. Connor Cody, Ward Prowse, some stalwart English players rounding out the team. Happy with that pick? 
Yeah, with what was available, I think uh, got good balance in there. Don't know who'd be taking the penalties, like you know, probably be quite a uh, bit of an argument mm. over that, but yeah, and yep. free kicks, but no, happy with that. Yeah, good. And then Andy Cal, uh, last pick, man. So you were up against it more than anybody else, but you've still got some good names in there. Real steely players. You've not got any, doesn't really like any kind of like superstars, but you've got players who are proven at this level. You've got Alison in net. You've got um, Donny van der Beek's in there. Sam Maximan's a bit of a wild card. Big Ron up top. Laporte's Premier League winner in there. Declan Rice, England international. Got to be pretty happy considering it was a it was a last pick in the round. I'm literally looking at it written down and going, yeah, this is why I'm crap at fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, I went Mares instead of Foden. Yeah. I've gone Richarlison instead of Rashford. Yeah. I think I put Van der Beek in, in there instead of like Jorginho or even Henderson, who's a, a Champions League and a Premier League winner. So, um, yeah, it's why I'm not very good at fantasy football. Yeah, you, you, you react on instinct too much, on emotion, yeah. don't you, Andy? Yeah, I really do. Um, it's terrible. Oh, well. Can, I'd say mine's probably a safe five. A, a solid five. Um, can, can I just one thing I'd say before I get on to just round it out with JP? Yuri Thielmans is in nobody's team. Is yeah, it just... that is slightly mad. No, I, I did mention him, didn't I? But no one picked up on it. No one bit, did they? Um, I think from my perspective, I wanted him. It's just my centre mids went early. I went De Bruyne. I know I'm Fabinho, and I was I was picking between Fabinho and Thielmans. I think he's quality, but I guess just not the day for it. I'm quite happy with my side, JP. Um, I don't know if he fits into a four-four-two. Uh, maybe that that might be the reason, Andy. Let's go with that, shall we? Um, uh, but yeah, quite happy with mine. I've got a decent decent back four. Varane's in there, big name. We've got De Bruyne, proven winner with Carl Walker. Mendy's a quality keeper in my opinion. Bit of young talent up front with Broha. I think I'm going to do all right. Yeah, I, I'm quite happy with mine for saying it was the second last pick. I think mm-hmm. uh, my midfield especially is pretty strong with Thorland, uh, Thiago, Kante yeah. and Coutinho. Definitely, definitely. So listen, lads, you've stuck with us through the last hour and 50 minutes. Thank you so, so much. What we're going to do is we're going to write all this up. JP's going to share it. Just for Lewis, you'll get a little graphic sent through to you with your, yes. with your team on it. So uh, wait for that with bated breath. And uh, yeah, let's let's track it through, shall we? I don't mind doing the admin. Let's find out which of these teams would actually win over the coming weeks from a Premier League perspective. We'll see if, with the fantasy football rules in place. Um, I know it's not why we did it, but let's see who would be top of that league. Um, chaps, just, just thank you so much for joining. Uh, I hope... Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, you, you enjoyed uh, the uh, uh, nearly two hours of nonsense that we've gone through and that it wasn't too laborious on this late Wednesday evening. Um, thank you if you've listened. Neil Marshall listened to it back, I imagine. The only person who will. <laughs> but uh, I think well, Mark Crawford's in his element today. He said he wanted long. This is long. He's, he's getting it long. That's what she said. Um, and I think that's it from us, JP. Should we get over and just have a little chat about um, the fantasy football table to round out this yeah. episode? Let's go and talk about uh, the the battle for supremacy between Lewis and John. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Top of the table rivals. Love it. Like, cheers, guys. We talk about the league, Rob. Well, I'm pretty exhausted after that last segment, to be honest, mate. But yes, we can. Um, So what the fantasy uh, fartlek league? Um, We were pretty much our egos were inflated. Last week, we were talking all about how we broke the top 20. It's all got a bit Pete Kong for, for me and V, hasn't it, mate? 
Yeah, this is why it's so frustrating, because one week you can have an absolute stormer and then you're back down to 36 and 28 points respectively. So I'm down in 22nd and you're down in 25th. Mm, um, yeah. It is still within touching distance, two points away from uh, from Carl riding in 20th now, who yeah. had a decent game week. But yeah, there were some, uh, we mentioned uh, last time, Chris Jules, he's had another storming week, so he's mm-hmm. into the top three now. Um, top point scorer, Adrian Shaw with 97, which is... Yep, AD, AD from game. work. Brilliant game week. He was uh, he he was the one who uh, he, AD was chatting to me at work when not when we should have been working, definitely on a break. Um, and he phoned me and he was he was talking about his game week and he couldn't decide whether he was going to captain uh, Bruno or whether he was going to uh, um, uh, he had De Bruyne in his team the previous game week I think yeah he right. did or whether he's going to leave De Bruyne as captain because obviously City are, are storming and he's played an absolute blinder. Not only did he captain Bruno. Um, who up until the 94th minute of the second game was an absolute dud, but then that yeah. goal changed everything. But it looks like he's also got wind of the fact that De Bruyne wasn't playing. He's got him right out of his team, um, so he's not even took a zero point on him. So great game week, AD. It's funny, um, he should have captained Adam Webster as well, because he got 16 points over the I know, double, which is, know, uh, which is madness. Pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, as, as far as the rest of the league, there's a few movers. Little Matty Taylor's gone up to 52nd now with a decent game <laughs> He can shut up. He is shit, isn't he? Um, but yeah, the ginger flyer. I think um, I think it's over for him with twenty points this week. He's only got three players that actually play, and two of them is goalkeepers. So only one of them could be on the pitch at any point. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, more, more, so many red flags. Um, right. So and uh, top of the league, of course, our good friends, uh, uh, new friends from the show, uh, Lewis yeah. and John, are still in the top two, but it is getting a little bit tighter. John's having an amazing. There's a bit of needle there, isn't there? This one should be now. Absolutely. Let's see how that one goes. Uh, and that's it. That's that's where we're up to. Well, I'm I'm exhausted. I think I need to go and have a lie down. Oh yeah. Before you do, just tell everyone where they can find us. Uh, so it's the old Instagram. It's football pundit imposters. Wonderful. And uh, do drop us a message. Uh, come and have a chat with us. Come and play the game. The links in the bio. And uh, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll get Rob, to where, it. Rob, where can they find you? Oh, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. JP, where can they find you? Uh, JP runs free, and we'll also we'll also drop all the IG handles for the lads who are on the show in the bio as well. So if you want to give them a follow, please do. They're all absolute superstars. And thank you so much to them for taking part. Hope you guys enjoy this slightly different format to the show. We're going to do it more often. I think this is the fun stuff that keeps us going. Get you involved. Yeah. We enjoy it a lot more with a couple of beers. And uh, we'll see you next week for game week twenty six. Say goodbye, JP. Goodbye, JP.